0: out to groove the psychedelic jackets on the record albums have
1: their own hidden place we don't want you to smoke genetically butterfly gander. We want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensor media. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it ganja.
2: Welcome to another edition of The Adam Dunn Show. I am your host, Adam Dunn. And this is not Doug, by the way. Everybody's like, whoa, Doug. Doug
0: got a sex change. It's crazy.
3: That's hot.
2: Now, Doug's on his way. And for those of you out there who don't know who Doug is, Doug is my business partner for 25 years, both THC and uh, Hood Lamb. So he's in town. He just happens to be... Swinging through. His sister lives in Monument, which is pretty cool.
0: That's awesome.
2: He's got his kid with him, which is also cool because really cool. We both got kids now, so that's great. We're like on a whole different level. <clears throat> so anyway, so Doug's on his way, and he's also bringing with him Julian, Ooh. who is uh, our. He's basically taking over my job at TH Seeds for Europe, and he is keeping the fire stoked and bringing all the new genetics that people are keep asking me about, and I'm like. Dude, that's got nothing to do with me at this point in time. <laughs> <It's really good. laughs> Julian is doing all that work. So we're going to have him on the show, which is super cool. Sweet. So it's like I'm interviewing my own breeder who mm-hmm. I know, but I don't know a lot of the ins and outs because I'm not there right. every day. Right. You know what I mean? And so it's, it's cool. It's uh, And a lot of it's been uh, – we've been collabing mm-hmm. to, you know, without really – collabing even though you know
3: you guys have been collabing the whole time. Come on. Well we've been
2: collabing like, you know, he give I give him something to work with and then he he does all the selection which is super cool. And so I don't you know I like
3: this parallel though. This you know switch reversal.
2: It is cool. And uh so they're coming in. And then uh in the meantime I got shailene in the in the house. And she is uh possibly gonna be in the same building doing some stuff here, which would be awesome. So then we would have probably a uh you know drop in guest at any given moment. We we'll don't never we'll never know basically wait, wait, at this
3: point. Guests for days, I guess you
0: so,
2: could say. Yeah. So uh, she might be more familiar on this show. Um behind the uh wheels of not steel is uh Joel today. MTI's out of town. What up? Joel came in to cover. Joel, Joel. We had a little slower time getting in, but I already knew that Doug was. Everyone was going to be late, so I didn't really want to start and be dragging it out for too long. Right. Um, last night when Doug came in, he was like, "So what are we going to talk about?" And I was like, "Dude, you're my partner <laughs> for 25 years. I'm pretty <laughs> sure we can come up with a few anecdotal oh, yeah. uh, stories." And really, I think what a lot of people like on this show is, you know, the the, the sort of authentic stories that we kind of try to bring to the table which are the you know the, the beginning stages in the sort of like learning curve which that's what Doug and I we we hit the ceiling so many times on so many things totally. and like got to the point where we couldn't go any further because there was no way to do it at that time yep and then you know we've also dealt with every Thing that everybody ends up dealing with whenever you try to throw events or you try to, you know, like, oh, really? You can't smoke here? Right. <laughs> like, no, no kidding. You know, because we were the Americans living in Amsterdam, pushing the envelope every time totally. as much as we could, because we were there under the assumption that you know, oh, we thought weed was illegal, yeah. even though we knew, but we would just play You're that, that, play up. the stupid card yeah. forever. Like, oh, totally. I thought you could do this. You know, <laughs> so
3: Sorry. so he's
2: here, and they were just in Cali too, so they got a little. They've been checking out. Bunch of different operations out there. Um, Doug's from Cali, so that's what's also the kind of ironic part is that when I came back to America, I, I was like kind of thinking he was going to do it first because right. it was like you know Cali people usually w- wuss out pretty early and go home, but he was been <laughs> he's been actually hacking it there for as long as I was there. Plus now because I was there a couple years earlier than him, but I left now. Long right. I, think we, I think we're balanced out about the same amount yeah. of time and. You know, it's it's a rough existence as a foreigner in a country like that, trying to keep afloat and doing your thing. That so, is. you know, just the day-to-day struggle was always like the, the what, what kept us in shape, in a sense, as far as like you know, mentally and whatever. And just because it was like you could never knew how you were gonna go forward.
3: Right, you had to always be on the ball.
2: Heard some good news that um, Steve Bannon's been, been removed from his office, which is a which is a great. It's a great day. Well, that was the
0: alt-right thing to do.
2: Right. (laughs) Well, all right, all right, all right. All right. (laughs) (laughs) They need those. They got so many good slogans. I Damn, I don't like that. I don't like like, that.
0: I like control, alt-right, delete. (laughs) That's a good one. I like that, too. That's also good.
2: See, there's some good ones out there. Nice.
0: Uh, But yeah, I made that that one up myself. Did you? Yeah.
2: That's a good one. You need to get on that. T shirts. I probably
0: shouldn't have said anything. No, that's already been
2: being made as we speak. <laughs> Print now. The guys like right. Yeah, that's a good one.
0: Good, good
2: one. Um But uh next to sessions. I mean that's the, that's the key to this whole thing. Get rid of the I mean, it is the like
3: It's insane.
2: I can't I, I basically I don't even like I don't have T V now, which is I mean great, I guess, because whenever I stay at a hotel I put on like to either two, CNN and Fox, just to see what the world thinks is real. You know what I mean? And then I'm like, oh my god, like this is nuts. <laughs> like CNN is bad, but it's funny because now CNN is fighting with the president, so it's hilarious. It's like nope. this is a this is great. You know, you know they just sit around all day. And you're like, Fox, you gotta fuck with them. And then you go to Fox, it's like this, just licking his balls. Like you are just basically like put on the show, and you're like, who are these people? Like, you know, right. oh my god, like they're just talking out their ass. It is, it is. It, man, it is a lot like the Nazis where you're like, they think they're on the right side right now because they're all like,
3: oh,
4: ho,
2: ho, ho, but when if shit gets fucking finally dealt with, yeah, it's like it's head and shame and you know what I mean. It's like just, it's, after it's,
3: Friday, it just really took a turn though, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah So I mean, just, not not to get all politically. Yeah, sorry, sorry. It's all right. We can. We're yeah. allowed to do whatever we want. It's my show. It is
0: good to see Nazis cry though. Oh my. God. Man, I watched it I like know. three times I in a row. It's just like what? I know, right?
2: It, I just keep thinking of the um leave uh leave uh Britney alone video. Like if you just morphed those two videos together, <laughs> it's almost like the same Right same sort of little girl crying <laughs>
4: It's
2: like, oh I just yeah there's some some gold there for sure. There's some yeah. serious gold. <laughs> and the last thing you wanna do is now that I mean, you you're giving whenever you give the media so much to work with, oh gosh, it's like you're anti-media. I mean, you know what I mean in, the, in your mentality, like you mm-hmm. think, and you think that we're not gonna like just tear that up. That that thing is gonna be memed so bad, and I haven't even looked, but I know it's that is like pure gold. I mean, dude, was, dude is on blast. <laughs> and All the funny part was, <laughs> and the funny part was is that when I saw him a couple days earlier. And I saw him uh, getting—he got maced, right? And he was pouring milk on his face, mm-hmm. and he was all pissed off. And he's like, "They're like, who did it?" He's like, "Commies, fucking commies, man!" And I'm like, <laughs> "Oh my god!" And then I heard somebody say something like, "Whatever his name, was, his last name was Cantrell or something
0: like that." Cantrell, Cantrell, Cantel, yeah. yeah. So they said
2: his—they said his name, but then they said something else, like like they were trying to like. Make him sound like he was like oh, Lord or something, and I was like, "Wait a minute, is that that guy's last name?" So then I looked up. All right, boom, and I found him, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh damn, this guy!" And he got me so pissed off at that moment that I was just like, "I mean, I'm ready to go in a car and just punch this guy in the face." Like it was just like that. I mean, it was like I was like, "Man, these people damn. are these people," and I don't think like that. But right, I was just right. like, "Damn, I would love to just go fucking clock this right? guy because he's fucking out. Of, I mean, he's out of line." And that was before all the shit like, went down. Uh,
3: yeah, right? totally. And
2: when all the shit went down, I was like, "Oh my god, imagine how." If I'm pissed off and I'm just like a relaxed stoner guy, like normally never gets mad, and I'm getting (laughs) fucking ripping, like, oh my god, this guy, who do you fucking think he is? Right. And and apparently he's a podcaster too. So he's got his own podcast, which is this, you know, obviously very awesome show. And he might I mean but then it was just like within forty eight hours, he's crying on TV. So I was just like I felt I felt like I got vindicated just by that video like right. that was enough yeah. like I it was like it felt like I punched him in the face like he was right. like, <laughs> fucking yeah. pathetic so it we were
0: nonviolent protest we were not like dude, you were just saying oh, we'll fucking kill these people if we No, have
2: exactly to. no and that's what like, they did they so edited, make up your mind they edited that stuff <laughs> I mean, over shit. and over again so it was pretty funny it was like the uh, they kept going back to that
0: you know weird. what about that guy the daily storm guy oh yeah the he, angling guy he went down when it. I first saw him I was like that's the dude Lawrence from Westworld. <laughs> <laughs> like, I had to, like, look it up, Google it and shit. I was like, oh, shit. But, like, anonymous took over the site. Did you see that? Yep. They said they didn't, but whatever. I mean, I just, mean, it was... <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was checking it and looking at... Go dirt. Daddy, go daddy yeah. shut him
2: down. Maybe. And then yep. Google shut him, shut him down. down yeah. So, yeah. all right, enough of that shit. Yep.
0: So, yeah. Topic. and
2: how did Weed get involved? That's How did the Weed... What did the Weed do to that story? There's got to be something, right? To, Something. I think <laughs> lack of
0: weed. Yeah, yeah I, it I, is I right.
3: I Shows mean, you how to sell. The, shows the, you about how where they be, are. They can't. They don't have it that Well, the fuck. You know what it is?
2: You know what it is? It's because our, our buddy
0: Duke's not there anymore. And that's the problem. It's true. <laughs> it's, they don't have any good weed left. Well,
3: that's you exactly know, what happened. Duke's dude. an amazing man. <laughs>
0: <What's> <laughs> di- di- Duke Diamond or David Duke? <laughs> Duke, <laughs> Duke <laughs> Diamond. Duke <laughs> yeah, Diamond. Yeah, you don't want to mix up the wrong. All right, so we quit talking about nationalists and not seasonship. Yeah, yeah, we're not on that tip anymore. We're definitely off that tip.
2: Yeah. All the good weed left. So happened in Amsterdam when I left. Same thing. It turned to
0: shit. Yeah.
3: I'm
2: not not claiming that. No. Uh, So.
3: um, What else? Let's.
2: uh, Well, let's go straight out of the gate and uh, hit the sponsors because when Doug gets here, which is going to be pretty soon because I think he's getting an Uber over here, then he's going to be like, it's going to get get weird. It's going to get weird. You guys
3: have to have your bro time.
2: Well, the funny part is that we didn't really get to. We didn't really talk that much last night, so a lot of this is going to be half open discussion, half uh, personal catch up, going back. Yeah. You yeah. know, fuck, I was pissed off though. I found he. he like he was the keeper of my one possession that I've been like trying to get Did back. He bring it? No, no, and he doesn't know where it is. That's oh, like the worst. Shit. So we'll talk about we'll talk about that on yeah. the show. Yeah, I don't want to get into it now, but I'll I'll bring okay. that up. Don't you worry. All right.
4: I'll, I'll bring be up listening. all. I'll
2: bring up as many personal things to try to make this <laughs> completely off the rails as much as possible. I love it. But. um yeah straight well no we won't go with james we'll do him last because you know
3: yeah save save, save
2: james thing. for save last james. save james
3: for last
2: our buddies over at incredible edibles love uh, them, crushing the game all new flavors of gummies and stuff out there they got like about five new flavors oh, no. out
4: always, uh, always watch out for out the flavors. music
2: comes on this uh, there's a music on this site so watch out it might pop up and no nothing Cool, because they have their own little soundtrack, and sometimes that comes in, and you're like, where is this music coming from? That's the
0: Build-A-Source IA. Eh? No, it's I the Incredibles one. Uh,
2: but you can go to iloveincredibles.com, check out their site, and see where the locate, like, store locator, see where they're at. If you're here in Colorado, it's going to be pretty much everywhere. If you're in Nevada, there's definitely going to be some spots you can find them. In California, there's going to be some spots you're going to be able to find them. And soon, I would say,
4: Nationwide.
2: nationwide. Hopefully, I mean I, they're I, definitely I see looking it. I for. See it and if you're in a state that's a wreck or going wreck, then they're going large. You know, Stephen if, you wanna, if you want <laughs> if you want to go out. if you want to go if you want to go for a guaranteed uh, product, hit these guys up. Flies off the shelf. Yep. Um, also, in here in Colorado, you can pick up their extracts. The black label is on fire every mm-hmm. time, guaranteed every time. Flavor on point, and then on, they have a gold label, which is from the shop you're standing in at that given moment. And, uh, yeah, you can hit them up again at iloveincredibles.com and, uh, see where they're at. And our guys, Jeremy, probably, and yes, living uh, over at Build a Soil. If you need, uh, well, you know, we're not in the crazy time of season that it was before where people right, were just going right. nuts. Now, he, you might even get a chance to talk to him direct. Before I like, think you could. He was usually like, oh, eh, dude, no. he's busy as hell. But if you need custom blended soil, he's your man. Um, also, if you need hard-to-find amendments, he's your man. If you need to, you know, have somebody who can walk you through it, and he's your man. That's, that is that is the key because everybody who works for him is super knowledgeable. They absolutely. know the products that they're selling. It's not like... 16-year-old turn and burn, like, whatever, bro. They really know. Well, yeah. Like, I heard about this one particular shop. I can't mention their names because they used to sponsor
4: the show. (laughs) But
2: (laughs) but anyway, a guy went in there recently, and it was all new people. And uh, he was like, this guy came in and said, yeah, I'm looking for some nematodes. And then the kid was like, oh, those are the things in the fridge. (laughs) I was like that was his response you know what I mean so I was like <laughs> oh my god so so at the end of the day you want knowledgeable people when you call these guys or talk to them you want enough people that actually you know have done this before uh, have experience and mm-hmm. that's, that's the cool part about mm-hmm. him is he trains all his people properly and he if, does. you know and they're they're we've had
3: I've two? met all of them. Two was they there. We were you with two at the yep, time. You I know, so with you guys, yeah, I was two. I've so. met every single person down to the person who bags every bag that leaves their warehouse. Yeah, so, so seriously solid guys. They know what they're doing. Shit's proper. Hit build a soil up. I'm serious. Even if you're out of state, far away, call them. Hit them up. They know what they're talking about. Check them out.
2: Yep, and uh, you can go to. BuildASoil.com, or you can call them direct at 855-877-SOIL and talk to a human being, not a robot. i do not guaranteeing that. They might be
0: <laughs> a robot, right? Being like,
2: hello, welcome Hi. to Build a Soil. <laughs> what kind I? of soil
0: <laughs> would you like today? And you're like,
2: yeah, and you have to keep hitting the wrong button. That will be nuts. Try to be nuts. Um, and last but not least... Oh, what about New oh, Millennium? Oh, no, I'm not Dude, we only have four, and I already can't count. I can't count to four. That's how good I am. <laughs>
0: yeah. But you
2: don't have to be able to count to four to use New Millennium. Anybody can use it. Yep. Nick, my five-year-old, loves New Millennium. <laughs> no, nah, he doesn't. I don't, mix. I don't let him mix the soil yet. But uh, you can go to the website where they, this, they just, um, is it there yet? And it's kind it yeah, so of. It says August. It's coming August. It's not quite yeah. there. But um, soon you'll be able to go to the website. And use their nutrient calculator, which will make it all easier. So you can, don't have to buy too much of one product. Um, they have a uh, nine total products at this point. They all, and you can actually work with like if you have your own program already and you're doing stuff. You don't have to like instantly jump over to their thing. You can no, pick, up, yeah, a products, pick yeah, up a couple products, pick up a couple products, and try them out and feel how they feel before you go and go set yourself you know they have all solid
3: individual products yeah yeah, and i would say the
2: starting point i would tell everybody to do is just get the ruby fulvic right out of the gate because Mm -hmm. they've sourced nine kinds of fulvic acid into the one into one bottle so literally instead of getting like one type of fulvic you got nine kinds so realistically when you're talking about those kind of uh elements they're super you don't need much right um but you have to hit the right one at the right time and it's like kind of like there's when you have nine, you're, you're covered all bases. You know what I mean? Especially
3: with each, each
2: kind of like a full spectrum, full spectrum oil Mm -hmm. for a patient compared to like one that's a real isolated single molecule. And you'd be like, I would trust the full spectrum because you don't even know what's going on down there. Right. Right. And it's sort of the same in the root zone. Yeah. There's a lot of mystery going on. There's a lot of, solved mysteries but it's mm-hmm. kind of like the brains of the plant where
3: it's a living thing
2: we we know what's going yeah. on but then there's a certain point and it's right there with the fulvics and the because the humic is like a non-mobile right so humic acid is what's more you know available let's say and then when you get the fulvics they're they're mobile so they can cruise around the plant and hit the where needed you know what i mean so you don't end up with like not getting the plant like you don't need much literally that's all i'm trying to say what i'm trying to say is you don't need fucking much so get that product get the winter frost if you want to Mm -hmm. get like a finishing product and you haven't using one already or if you're going to compare it to whatever you're using the winter frost is definitely a great product um you know and and, i mean all of them like i said they are all kind of standalone on their self but those two products i would say are good starters as like okay i like this and if you contact us, I'm sure we get you a little sample somehow because these guys are, they love to come on the show and give samples. So Absolutely. even if we can't get them to you right away, contact us at info at the Adam Dunn Show and we'll, we'll get you guys at least one of those products to try. Okay, give
3: them a not? shout. Yep. Of course. Absolutely. Great well, Of products. course. I'm
2: here. I'm giving away stuff. I don't even know. Exactly. Oh, they'll do it. Of course they will. You see? That's how, we get, that's how we do it around here. We just tell them what's going on. It's All clever, right. new dot com is the is the website, and uh, contact them for availability in your area. And if you're on the East Coast, I know they're in Rhode Island. They're definitely killing it out there with yep. a few people I know. They are. Um, and you know they're not a, they're not like it's not like the the top three guys who yeah, are on every they're, single they're, shelf. But if you can, they're getting big. Yeah, and the thing is the the key the key to New millennium is the fact that the the guy who's behind it all is a veteran who's mm-hmm. seen it all and he's really a pragmatic grower who that's why it's got the fulvic thing like the way it is because he's he's one of those people who's been doing it a long time and he knows uh, that no one else is going to source nine guys fucking fulvic guy you know what I mean right, so right. he's trying to like break the break the mold on a few things mm-hmm. but at the same time he knows that there's a lot of bunch of bullshit out there that's been put you know unnecessarily separated for no reason whatsoever Absolutely. other than more profit so he's just like nah, you know but at, but at the same time not as stu- not trying to give you an all-in-one which the reason they do keep them separate is we've always have to because certain elements knock each other out and if you start throwing them in a bag together and saying that they're going to work just because they might work but it could have worked better if you kept it's like sound right where right. if you kept the sound all separate it sounds great you moved it all into one it can pass but it's not Nearly right. the same thing. Yeah. I mean you'll never know until you get to that point, you know. I only threw that in because of your hair. <laughs> I love it. Just right. like
0: sound, bro. <laughs> anyway, last no, It's pe- the human body the same way. Like, you don't sure. eat heavy proteins and fruits together or mm-hmm. carbs and proteins together because they just different enzymatic processes and things going on. It's the same thing in a plant physiology. Right. You know, it seems like they've got that down to a degree of sophistication. Yeah. Well, that, that's
2: a lot of times where, like, diet from areas that people are less complicated, they live longer even though maybe they live a longer, more boring life, but then you get other people who, you know, live a more extravagant life, but then they're dying off earlier, so we don't know which one's better. Like, do you want the long, boring life? (laughs) With a short party life. Yeah, we eat lots of... I mean, like royalty and stuff. They always fucking clogged arteries and... Eating butter, like sticks of butter, you know what I mean? And then the peasants were eating like rocks and sticks and like you know, and somehow living longer, you know what I mean? So they're like, Hmm, this is strange. Eventually they put the butter with the rocks and sticks. <laughs> yeah. You know, or they ate some hemp gruel or something like that. That was really what it was. A lot of times it was like they ate hemp
4: mm-hmm. and
2: they lived they lived really a long time and then the, the, the king or whatever would just eat butter on butter. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, just, oh, and be all fat and out of shape and die early, you know what I mean? So simplicity on a, a lot on a lot of things is the way you know what i mean same with growing too like whenever you're like over the situation that's when things go wrong and when you've like slow down a little bit whoa, wow look at i didn't water them for three days and they look great it's like yeah because you're fucking overwatering them the whole time right. that's why they're looking all sad you kept thinking sad means more water and it's like <laughs> insanity okay last but not least
0: seats here,
2: here now seats here now seats here, here now, now. seats here now. now all right so exotic uh did a big drop recently i think that i don't know if you know there's anything left yet but uh that was a, a week ago or so but mm-hmm. you can go uh, to seats here now.com and check out all the daily specials um i don't think he sent me a personal thing but he's going to call in in about 20 minutes anyway probably like just start Yeah, well, that's going to roll right into him. It's going to roll into them, and then we're going (laughs) to roll into Doug. So go figure. Um, But he's got a big drop from Mm Colorado recently. Um, Also specials whenever you buy x amount of who's you get yep. a whole bunch of these those kind of <laughs> deals all the time but the main thing about seeds here now which is the deal is that these guys have the best ser- uh, customer service they do and if you have any problems with any of your genetics of any of your seeds you can just basically contact them they'll replace them they'd rather keep you happy than uh, sit here and argue with you over like right why, why did it go wrong but at the end of the day as a guy who sold a lot of seeds i've heard i've heard it all and you know, I've also gone back and sprouted seeds where people told me they had zero germination rates and fucking got 80% be like, what? what, what show me where you're not. Like, yeah, I don't understand, you know what I mean? And then I've had other times, but, but I've also, you know, in back in my day, I'd replace everything that I felt was replaceable yeah. and legally replaceable. Because, I mean, okay. a lot of times I was in Holland, I'd be like, dude, I'm not sending you seeds to anywhere because you bought them in my store. If you come back to the store, right. no problem. But, yeah. you know, the seeds are now... Customer service number one. That's the
3: key. Always number one. and, uh, and
2: fast. And and, mm-hmm. and and you don't have to select. That's the you don't have to select your top three. You just get whatever you right. ordered. And if uh, but you can also go to Seedsaholic. Seedaholics is Seedsaholic mm-hmm. seeds.
0: Linux. Yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, you can go to their other site, Seedsaholic, and check out the uh, auction site and see what's going on with that. Hard to find sure. stuff. Last you know last packs, lost packs. Mm-hmm. You know all sorts of specialty uh, specials charities yeah you know and and the thing that's cool about the iris is that it's like very well put together and it it, it it you know when you when you win something you get it you know what i mean it's not like oh actually well we all, you know No,
3: they actually give you something they take care of you seriously yeah. always yeah. the gold standard and also
2: the key is the 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 fact that they're all coming from breeders direct mm-hmm. in their original packaging
3: it's all original and, straight and,
2: up you know as and being one of those breeders i know that they they take care of us which is yes. the key to how you have a good business That's because why I love it. it's most most you know uh, i've dealt with a lot of other guys too and it's always like oh well we'll we'll take care of you as they go and you know it's like okay, but if we're all the bank, you know what I right. mean? Like 20 guys are playing the bank totally. and one guy's playing the, the the sort of monopoly guy and he's running around. It's like all it takes is him to fuck up something and then right. we're all out. You know, 20, people, so 20, we, 20 vendors are out. Yeah. And that happens, you know what I mean? Yeah. So especially because a lot of these guys are kind of just doing it
3: all weird too, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. It's, it's all haphazard. But, you know, Bean, Bean does it different. James, James is the gold standard. Seeds here now is the gold standard. So, you know...
2: The gold standard. You it heard is. it you heard it, it is from her. I think she you might have said that twelve times. Yeah. I love pos- them. The gold,
3: they, I just the I don't I tell everyone. Standard. They're like, Where do I get beans? I'm like, seeds here now, dude. No.
2: Well it's easy now. It's like it's good to always direct it. Easy
3: is easy, but I mean well, they, the key is they're that, legit.
2: Well the key they're is legit. is that when you send anybody to any business, doesn't matter who it is, it's like if they don't take care of your people that you're sending to them, then they're you know, there's no point of you sending them to them in the first place. And that's totally. the reason why uh, you know, like it's hard because in our in our industry, there's so many people who over you know promise and under-deliver That that's kind of like you know you have to think about it sometimes. Because so you know you'll you'll link two people together that you think are on point, and yeah. somehow it all fucking fizzles. And you're like, what? Like, wait a minute, I, it was so easy. I was right right there. Right. Ooh. I mean, all you got to
0: do is look at the list of breeders. Mm-hmm. There, there's a reason why all of these OGs are working with seeds here now. So. Yeah. And, and
2: yeah. more and more yeah. of them are becoming ex- exclusive too, right. which is like, you know,
0: that was the way I did it right out of the gate. I was like, you know what?
2: Yeah, you can have my exclusivity just because at least then I don't have to like, then I have, I know what's going on. Like if something goes wrong, right. it goes back t- to, like it, we, we can, care of. we can talk yeah. and it can, it can be at any level of the, of the project, you know, like maybe there is a low germ rate or maybe there is a bunch of males that come. Total quality And then all of a sudden you see a pattern coming, you know, oh, well, these people aren't lying. So you know, we're going to take care of them. And then. It's easy enough for me to take care of James, and it's easy enough for James then to take Absolutely. care of them and then you know whereas if you have like you know we've had it also too, where one other guy in Oregon was selling seeds, and right. just that one guy caused it a problem where the only reason we knew that it was him was because on the photo we could see that it was old packaging mm-hmm. before a certain time frame, so it was like, oh oh, it has oh, to be yeah. him, you know what I mean right and but it but once you have like twenty different people selling your seeds or more and they're all kind of crossing into each other's path that's when you end up with uh more of a hard way for the guy who's the reader to actually even come back and know if there's legit because we have right. so many guys who just you know oh well if i hit up every single seed company and tell them that i bought some seeds with no proof at all then right. one of them will be like sure but i mean you know that's the key too is it's all about having the proof and being able to follow up and then that's where with with the guys, Seeds easier now. The key is that I also know that when I talk to when I have to talk to their people who are mm-hmm. taking care of stuff, it's taken care of because right. it's not just a one man show. It's totally. a whole team. Of he people. has
3: he's got a very good team, yeah.
2: And also, when it comes to packaging beans and stuff, it's like they're responsible for you know a lot of those things because they see it from the from the beginning. So there's never a question, and everything's labeled and marked, and you know that. And, and also, it's, for, it's the same as like with. A, with wines and stuff like mm-hmm. that cuz you know you get a batch that's not quite correct you want to be able to go in right? find that batch and not be like oh no just one big Hodgepodge. Yeah. That's hodge, a number. Hodgepodge yeah. of whatever. So seedsherenow.com check them out um yeah right mean, if you're in uh hemp uh what is, t- what is it this weekend is uh Hempfest right? It is. Yep. So Hempfest I know they're there. Yep. And then they're also in Port Hill. Well, We'll have James on in a minute. He's going to call in in 20 Um, With a mystery guy. Oh, yeah, actually, I need to send that to you. I'm going to send you a photo for uh, Joel. I'm sending you a photo, not right away, but when James calls in at around 20, we need to, uh, we're having a little game, we're having a little giveaway.
3: I love giveaways. I love giveaways. Give, give love. it away! Give it away! Give no. it away now! So
2: that's what Shailene's gonna be like our hype guy. She's just gonna be. Like,
4: I love that. Like, I think I'm gonna buy yeah. I love that. <laughs> I hear I hear Doug
2: in the house, right? So we have Doug, Doug. up there, jibber jabbering with Josh. Um, so we will have him rolling in in a second, and Julian. It's about to get It's
3: about to get cray cray.
2: No, not really, but.
3: Well, you know, you guys are going back. I'm excited for this. I think it's going to be good. Yeah, it's... Uh, you know, I mean, this is good for you guys to catch up, you know, make face, but it's also good for all of us to hear about it, you know?
2: Well, you know, the thing is, it's it's weird because uh, even Doug didn't get it, that next year in July, July 1st of next year is our 25th anniversary officially, because mm-hmm. I, you know... I love it. I, I know exactly the day we paid our first... I'm, I'm counting as the day we signed the contract for this place here, mm-hmm. uh, CIA... Which, you know, and I had to pull this shirt, thanks to Richard Rose, thanks to Richard Rose for giving this one back to me, because uh, (laughs) it's been a while, and this was our first t-shirt we ever printed, it's not on hemp, it's pre-hemp, but it was like, we, you know, but when we did it, it was like, we weren't really understanding what we were doing, but now everybody who has this, because it's the United Stoners of the Mm -hmm. World, and you could never do this now. Like no. you will get in so much trouble <laughs> trying to be the CIA. On, and because there was no online then. There right. was no, there
3: was nothing. There was nothing. We were
2: just in that zone <laughs> mm-hmm. where, and the reason that we did this um, was because our of our business partner being a real like rebel, you know, and he wanted to, uh, and the funny thing is there was a book called Cannabis in Amsterdam that came out. And so he basically took the name of the book right. and named it our company. And we, you know, we knew the guy who made the book and stuff. So he was like, yeah, sure. Whatever you want. So like, we already had a book. <laughs> like, <it was laughs> yeah, hey, it. We got a book.
4: Um,
2: but the idea was because the guy didn't really see that as the, he didn't catch the yeah. acronym. He was just like, totally. yeah, I should get it. It's an Amsterdam. Yeah. And then we were like CIA, bro.
4: Yeah.
2: We like that. You know what I mean? So it was one wow. of those. And, uh, <laughs> you know, Again, we just kind of got away with murder at that point, and that's it's a good feeling, you know, because it was like the time period where, you know, we there wasn't very many people standing up for cannabis yet in 93, you know what I mean? It was like 95, 96 is when the voices were heard in California, and things started to happen, but in that time period, it was kind of like the post-80s, which were terrible, like the right. 80s were the worst, and just after the Gulf War began. So that was also kind of like separating the world, you know what I mean? And then I was working at Scentsy Seeds and Doug came, and we'll get into this in a minute when he comes down, but he came in in 90, right around the same time, 90, end of 92, I guess, 90, beginning of 93. And uh, so like, and he was on his way to the Olympics. So he was like or no, he'd just come from the Olympics, he was on his way back just to go snowboarding and teach yeah. teach snowboarding. So we literally snatched him because he had some business skills. <laughs> <laughs> didn't know, you know, and weed-wise, I was the weed guy, like I'm the weed guy. One guy's the fucking revolutionary, and then Doug's like the business guy. <laughs> business Doug, the face. Basically we we're like the A-team, so you know what I mean? The face. It was very much yeah. like the A-Team, yeah. and he always played the face. He was he was like, We sent him to the bank. We sent him to the, you know, and I was like the long-haired guy. And so, yeah, it was a, an interesting, it's been a very interesting uh, relationship over the last 25. Because Sounds like it. Yeah, because I don't think either of us would have ever, in a million years, probably been friends back in the day. So, you know what I mean? Like, we would have just had no reason. Because he's not a, I mean, he's a weed guy, but he's not a weed guy. He's a surfer. I'm not a surfer. so. have never was, surfed? I've surfed. I've tried. I, went, I mean, I've surfed in Hawaii. Like, like I didn't surf. Like, I'm oh, I'm killing it. It's more like, yeah, this sort of, like, once you get rolled. It's like a lot of things. Like, mm-hmm. it's fun until you get rolled a couple times, and then you're just, like, tired, and you don't even want to deal with it. You know what I mean? You're like, fuck. Same with skiing and snowboarding and all those yeah. things. Like, I kind of dabbled in everything, and then I realized, like, I'm going to get really hurt, mm-hmm. and I probably don't want to, like, I don't see myself dedicating my life to any of this stuff. You know what I mean? It's right. just like it's too cold in the winter. Mm-hmm. It's too wet in the fucking water. I'm like, ah, fuck! i I'd like, it's too wet. You know what I mean? And like, Doug is an animal, man. Doug yeah. gets up at five in the four in the morning, drives I two hours, okay. gets to be there, at this, and he surfs Amsterdam, and dude, he's nuts. It's like, That's you think Fukushima bad, but right. Amsterdam's like a France is cesspool too. in a sense and he's like surfing and there's big fucking factories behind him and shit and i was like you guys are nuts yeah he'll go and come back and be home by the time you know i would get up so so we had a, we had different shifts
0: i went surfing in the gulf of mexico one time that's gross too it was it was pretty nasty yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. shit <laughs> floating around
2: i bet yeah Hittin, hitting things.
0: I mean, I don't know if it was, like, literal shit, but, yeah. I mean, like, bottles and plastic and... Yeah, it was pretty nasty. I was like, wow, what am I doing here?
2: Yeah, well, we got to be careful we don't want to talk too much about surfing when Doug's around because he'll go nuts. Well, I'll bring it up just to make sure he, he just feels let, like he's, like, in, this, in the story itself. But for the most part, yeah, he's a... Uh, He's a he's a very adamant surfer. Like we have this is our this is our and you can see it within our company. There's always been like a little bit of a um, schizophrenic thing going on because of the fact that we're so there's so many messages coming out of us. You know, like yeah. there'd be me with my like kind of urban s- sneaky shit. That's basically it was, that was my whole thing. Everything had to be sneaky as fuck. Like I need secret pockets. I need a paper dispenser. I need this. I need that. I want this to convert into you know everything. Like, was like that. And then with Doug, it was like. Literally, like, he designed the jacket for surfing. I'm like, dude, this is a winter jacket. Like, we're, who's the fuck surfing in the winter? You know what I mean? And he's like, yeah, but it's cold when you get out. Yeah, because you're is. in Amsterdam, and they're going to the fucking surfing in the morning. They mm-hmm. get out, and they're super cold. Everyone's cold, and Doug and his crew would have all their hoodlums on, and then all the surfers would be like, Anyway, i should be that's saving safe. all this there's a, yeah, a, yeah, a lot of doug stuff it's a lot of doug stuff see doug was worried that we do not have three hours oh, worth no. of content i already said i hours. said dude right. i could fill right. 300 hours of content of just yeah. what we've done uh you guys should do some doug before you've stuff. ever made it down the stairs that's yeah. basically
3: what i would say still <laughs> up
0: <there>. i know <laughs> talk about the gorilla glue the, oh the thing. the lawsuit yeah what's what's going on with
2: that um you know the best part about it and it in my opinion is the fact that the guys who are trying to sue them are, are called done and done, so that 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 to me is <laughs> that 's the icing on the cake where i 'm like that 's done and done done and done done and done <laughs> yeah so so uh, apparently I mean i wouldn 't even touch it with a ten foot pole if I were another lawyer trying to defend right. them because there 's really no defense when it comes to the idea that okay yes it 's not glue right they 're not trying to make cannabis glue right, right. so that 's true. But name association-wise and stuff, they have a much, they have many lawyers, and they have a big company that is in, in Home Depot and every other, wherever the fucking place in the galaxy.
0: So they have well, a don't huge... Don't they think they're just locking in the cannabis demographic? They're like, what stoner's not going go to go home? Do oh, I need some glue. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, dude, Gorilla Glue.
2: Yeah. No, I know. No, I know.
0: It's like, it,
2: unless Home Depot's planning on selling weed... There Should be no confusion, you know what I mean? I, don't and think they, are. I
3: don't well, think they are.
2: Well, they, uh, they're well, they have smart pods, which is kind of scary. Well,
3: yeah, they're, they're about to have a lot more, you know. Mm-hmm.
2: So. Let's talk about that since you have, any, do you have any inside scoops.
3: Um, I've seen pictures of end caps, I'll say that really, so, yeah, that yeah, are different. Home Depot and, and Aurora, Lowe's, Lowe's. So, yeah. Lowe's. Really? I, I've seen pictures of end caps with Lowe's. Wow. Um, Cloner, cloner machines, nutrients, uh-huh. uh, some trays and stands.
2: So, is Lowe's taking on the same fuckheads that are doing the m- Black Magic, or are they?
3: I don't know things of that nature. Is it the same? I just, I know mean, it is it Black
2: Magic that they're doing? I Probably, mean, I would yeah. assume so.
3: Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, I'm the, not the, here to name names. I'm just here to say. Sure. That I've well, seen, the good part I've about the good seen, part about because so, is
2: I've seen the Black know. Magic end caps, yeah. and the yeah. thing is about them. I don't see a lot of stuff getting sold on them. Like, I'm like walking by and I'm looking, and then I'll come a couple I mean, days it's later. It's brand
3: new, done. It's and, brand new.
2: Well, it's been, I mean, not brand new enough yeah. that I haven't seen it there for months and I, the, since the I, beginning. I was, mean,
3: but in our demographic, I don't think those are, are going to be moving off in caps. I mean, I'm talking about these are pictures from Nevada. Yeah. You know, these are pictures from out of state. So.
2: Well, you know, I'm just thinking, I mean, I'm, I'm always waiting to see the guy. Like, I'm like, well, I'm waiting to go in and. Oh, right. Because before I used to place find the guy that was my thing i was always about find the guy find the guy totally. so you, you walk in and you'd be like go to the ventilation section you see two kids trying to like bounce i don't know and they're like i got an eight and a ten and they're trying to piece them together okay, and you're like genius. oh these guys are definitely stoners who like don't have a clue especially back in the day when they were 24 hour mm-hmm. um Home depots those are the best because i'd go by like around two in the morning it'd always be like a couple tweaky stoner kids who'd like fucked up with their what oh dude we leaked all the water everywhere we got to figure out something to fix they're in there trying to figure out some ventilation or some fucking irrigation or right, some bullshit right. and you're like who is down at two in the morning trying to figure out irrigation things you know what i mean and it was like hey what's the going primers. on but uh you know so i always would We'll definitely, always play that one. But I've never seen a cart with any black magic in it, which I feel great I about. I'm seen like, a purchase, that's, a, yeah. that's a good, that's a yeah. good thing. I'm, I mean,
3: the end cap I saw was a brand new end cap, you know, full banner, everything like that. About three, three shelves. So I'm
2: hoping that they just completely. Figure out. I hope that people who are serious enough obviously aren't going to go there anyway because it would be like, why would you go to Home Depot when you've got a deal with your guy and he lets you pay in 30 days and, you know, whatever. There's a million million reasons not to buy equipment at Home Depot. You know, I mean... The only thing I can see it being good for is, like, pumps and stuff like Mm -hmm. that where you're like, I don't want to burden my friend who owns a growth shop when my pump breaks because... I'm going to pull some stanky ass pump out of my res and I'm going to drag it down to Home Depot like a fucking champ and be like, give me a new one now. You know what I mean? And be an asshole about it. Whereas you're going to go to your friend and be like, he's going to be like, didn't you buy that like two years ago? And you're like, yeah, I'm an asshole. I'm just trying to fucking get a new one back. But you don't feel like an asshole when you go to Home Depot because they're all assholes. And the key is people, fuck Home Depot. (laughs) Because okay. oh, yeah. <laughs> I've already spent like I think everybody who listens to this show who's a grower has spent more than their ch- more than they, it costs to put a kid through college probably probably I, I think ha- so, I know yeah. I have I, I have. know I have and yeah. I'm sure plenty of other people like when I when I gave my when I gave my statements to my accountant in the very very beginning when I first got, got totally. here they were like you really like Home Depot huh? <sighs> and I'm like ah you know and they're like they're like dude you've spent more at Home Depot yeah. than your rent. And, but, you know, and like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, Because yeah, <laughs> I'm building out like every room. And yeah. and I just got here and I didn't have all the juice. And I was trying to like just do the thing like you're supposed to do. Yeah. And I was like, I spent like 20 grand. I was like, dude, this is nuts. Mm-hmm. And on a 20 grand on like 16 lights maybe, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I was just like, fuck. And I was still not even there. I was just kind of there. you know yeah. I, mean, I still had more to do. And in the end, i left there anyway. But yeah, for the most part, I can fuck Home Depot because first of all,
3: well, if fuck Home Depot, well, then where, are gonna go, where are you going to go, Don? Where are you going to Well,
2: first of all, I go to Lowe's, even though I don't like... I don't like Lowe's because I feel like Lowe's is like... Lowe's is like Target and fucking Home okay. Depot is like, like Walmart. Walmart, you okay. know what I mean, where... like. Number, like no one gives a fuck about Walmart right and nobody really gives a fuck about Target but at Target you you can tell people are slightly more respectable about what they're doing like they're cruising around they're buying stuff they're <laughs> right, not all just right. trying to make meth in the fucking corner or something <laughs> Home Depot just brings out the worst in people it's like automatically you're just like everything's like half opened in the fucking aisle and people don't give a fuck I mean, and you go to the clearance section
3: huh? I just oh,
2: like when i go there it's always like funny too because i will f- Find something I really like. Oh my god, this is a great deal! Ah, fuck! They keep you here, oh, yeah. like they they, they, they you suck you oh, in yeah. because you find some crazy clearance thing well, I, where you're like, I can't. P-. And then the crazy part is, is, like the other day I had to go there because I was getting a fucking money thing sent or whatever, and I was like, oh there? Yeah, they do actually have a better service. <laughs> the funny part is, is here, here, here is a classic where. Somebody needed to send me money. Yeah. They were like, okay, I'm going to send you. I sent you one in MoneyGram and I sent you one in uh, Walmart to Walmart. Mm-hmm. right? I was like, okay, cool. Went to the Walmart to Walmart thing. Boom, that one came. MoneyGram? Oh my God, dude. First of all, the guys put a stop on the money. Yeah. So I go to pick it up and they're like, yeah, you need, he need. you're, the guy who sent it needs to contact the main office. So he does that. And they're like, you have to come in and show proof of your ID again. Like, again. I'm like, <laughs> Who, 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 what? How did he even get to the point of like <laughs> taking your money, giving you a receipt, and then later telling you to come back and show your ID? That doesn't make any sense. So, and he lives in the fucking sticks. So he was like, I'll get to it tonight. So I was like, okay. T- turned into a one day appeal. Next day, so that he goes there tonight. He goes there at the night. They can't help him. He misses it by because they closed early or whatever bullshit. Right. So next day, he goes back to the Walmart. Same chick. Some, uh, some Mexican chick who kind of like put his name in the wrong place. So they were like, oh, yeah, your name's supposed to be here, but not here. <laughs> I don't know, some right, bullshit. Right. So then they start asking him all these questions about me. Hmm. And then he's like, dude, I'm just trying to get him money for some clothing that we're trying to do. It's just a fucking deposit on clothing and I don't have a bank account. So I'm trying to get him money so he can get it into the fucking wholesale thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And they're like, okay, so how long have you known him? What's his birthday? We don't just, they're like, you're, well, you're sending money into a high risk area. It's like, what is this? Like a war zone or something? Like, Okay, so Colorado high risk high risk area. <laughs>
3: okay,
2: so anything over two thousand bucks, they're fucking on you. <laughs> and, and literally, it was high two thousand and fifty bucks. I was like, okay, it was two thousand and fifty. And uh, so they put a block on it, and then they just gave him his money back in the end. And like after two days of me like kind of going, uh, I needed to get this in so I could send the wire out, you know?
4: Yeah.
2: And he's like, dude, I don't know, nightmare. And then in the end, so I was like, so Walmart to Walmart, boom. MoneyGram, a company that's only doing money, <laughs> impossible right, right. can't <laughs> do
0: it. You know what I mean? So totally. Walmart up so, the amount you can send, exactly, and exactly. they reduce their fees. I so know it's, n- it's lately,
2: nuts, yeah. but you know what I found out? Apparently, according to the guy who sent the money, was eh, Walmart to Walmart is owned by MoneyGram, or, or the other way around, mm-hmm. one of the two. Yeah. So, so you're like, so what I'm thinking think that is that it, it also pulls up red flags if you try to send one to from another and both you know because he couldn't send more than 2500 from this one and he couldn't send more they, so, uh,
0: walmart to walmart is a company called ria or mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. yeah i've had to deal with them before because they put a stop on because of some dumb shit on the paperwork or whatever so anyway
2: back to some of the money and as far as that goes but you can just you can just see how that's all closing in as far as like you know uh another friend of mine uh, posted a thing the other day where it was, like, he was in an airport and somebody was uh, getting, like, stopped by cops, at, like, undercover cops in the airport for 3000 bucks.
3: Wow. It's like, what? I haven't heard of that.
2: It's like nothing. Right? It was yeah. like, 3000 bucks. Like, okay, really? They're not going to let you travel with
3: that? Like, and apparently anything over
2: 2500 or something? now like they were, like, reducing it wow. from the 10000 I was like, oh, Sucks my. Sucks
3: for Vegas. <laughs>
2: yeah, you know, and usually... Uh, and it it's it's interesting too because back in the day I was always like how are these people even carrying all this money because that seems like a more of a risk than carrying drugs or anything else just because it's yeah. like everybody knows what money looks like and you know I mean and it, if you ever if you've ever carried a lot of money which I don't get to carry it very often <laughs> but I have had a few moments in time where I got it in my hand and I'm like shit's fucking heavy dude like no matter how you look at it like fucking heavy like euros were good because you got the big notes. <laughs> But for the most part, like, you get, like, a stack of dirty American money. Oof, shit's, like,
0: heavier than what you're trying They're to tracking stack. it all, too, I mean, I believe. Oh, yeah. Why else have those little strips in them, you know? Oh, oh yeah.
2: 420. Do we have our Skype? Do we check it? Because uh, I'm thinking he's going to call in, so. I have not
0: gotten any Skype action.
2: So double-check that, because uh, I'll i double-check for James. He's He's usually not on time, so I wouldn't really go and think it's us at this point in time. And uh, because then that'll be perfect time and we'll do the, uh, we will do the James Bean Man on the Scene 420 spot. I love it. With a special call in. um, And I'm trying to get this image sent over to um, our buddy here so he can post this one. Let's see, one more time. Is it working or not?
0: Uh, What is... Skype's asking me about Office 365. This is weird.
2: What's Office 365? No, we're not Uh, doing that.
0: No, this is is the Skype. Um,
2: Let's see if you call in. I'll send that to you for the for the giveaway and uh, well, let's see. Skype it up.
0: Yeah, Skype it. Yeah, I don't know what's going on it's Skype. Come on, Skype. It's, uh, it's uh, Office 365 bullshit. We'll what asking is asking me for um, credentials for uh, whatever? Press am yeah,
3: Try
0: that. It's <laughs> easy. It's asking me for a um, password
3: and email. I see it entered. In. Oh, God.
2: Okay. You have to check with MTI on this one. Uh, MTI. Yeah. You have to check with MTI. Um, obviously, go with the same ones as normal. Do the same ones as normal. Right? Do the same as mm-hmm. the normal one. Mm-hmm. And then do the, uh, the one that I told you before and try that one with the extra at the end for the password. Remember? <laughs> do you remember what the password is? Secret magic? I can't well, wait to I'll say it on the air. It's would a secret right. password a it. Adam. Info at and it's not saying it's not. It's, it's Office 365.
0: 365. Uh, oh my
2: God. Well, well it's I don't know. Call, call MTI and try to get that yeah. figured out. And I'm going to check with James and see if he's trying, if there's magic. Cause that's why you got to try the um, Skype before because you never know. Um, Are you parked in a space
3: at the end of that? I'm safe. You talked to her? Yeah. Huh? She
2: knows. Okay, just because I, I got. Uh, what? 421. Will oh. you have your friend move to space two in five minutes in case 208 comes back? Is that you?
3: Should be. I'm in, I'm in eight right now. Yeah.
2: Okay, so there you go. That's for you there. Okay. That is your message. And it was only one minute ago, so you're perfect timing. Uh, check in with Mr. MTI there. Okay, and as you go upstairs, tell uh, tell. Uh, oh, m- we got a Skype
0: call coming in. You
2: do? Oh. Hello. Is it working? Hey, Mark. Yo yo yo, are we on the air? Minute, no. You're yo, you there? You tell me. Okay, yeah, I'm We're here. Good. Okay, I'm here too. Good. good, we are here. Thank you, <laughs> yeah. So. James hey, not here, man. Welcome to the 4:20 James Bean, actually almost on time hour.
1: <laughs> that's uh i i i called on time if you want to check your call records i can send you a text of mine
2: oh of course i i believe you i believe you no we yeah. we weren't even I sure know. if the skype was working we were like because i asked him i was like did you check the skype he's like yeah sort of mm-hmm. you know sort of never works as we know um do we have our other mystery guest on here or no
1: um. Not yet. I've uh, I've tried to call him. He, he's he's uh, he's more of a mystery than that. So he's being quite mysterious today. Okay. Um, I well, talked that's... to him this morning at eleven, in Portland, and cleared everything. But um, he should have been done with his appointment at two. So, but yeah. Uh, quickly, uh, I can tell you that um, I of course just got back from dropping off the show kit in Seattle at Hemp Fest. Yes, sir. So if you're in Seattle area, stop by Hemp Fest. Uh, every brand, every breeder we've got. Uh, everybody stop by out there. Um, and, of course, this week we just... Uh, today we're doing the... Doug just went live, the Exotic Genetics Restock. Uh, we had the Canarado drop yesterday. Uh, we'll have the Archive Restock next week. I just got a box from... Uh, a mystery box. We'll go with our mystery guests. But
2: so if... Uh, How's the show, been? It's been good. It's been good. I got... Doug just rolled in. So we got Doug and Julian coming in to uh, to to high five on the way out shaylene who is in filling in right now just to keep the the flow going i
3: appreciate it um
2: we did our shout outs already so that's good did pay the bills see there you go paid the bills and now we are uh sliding into to to the two hour power hour with doug he's gonna be so tired he's gonna be like oh god why'd you make me do this um but we got you for the next couple minutes so our, our uh okay i got also i just sent to joel uh the the next pop up image which he's gonna have to look on the the base of face uh email right and then you're gonna pick up the the latest that I need to put up so that we can in case mystery guest is is reachable um and I, so uh
1: well, Osama, Osama than Osama, so
2: I can say. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And actually, that's funny. I forgot. That's the only guy that I forgot to put on the. That I forgot to put on that fucking thing. I put a bunch of other guys that look kind of like that, but not quite. Uh, What's
1: Osama on there. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I did not even put Osama on there. Um, so you're going to be? Are you going to be manning the other show? The that's the one I couldn't remember. Which one is that? The Portland something something fest, whatever.
1: Uh, no, nope. Uh, i gonna be down in Medford. Uh, oh yeah, Medford, West, Medford, Oregon, THU. That's what it yeah.
2: was. See, that's too much for me to remember right there. Medford, Oregon, THC, what?
1: Huh? Small well, little town, but part of Southern Oregon. And Southern Oregon, as uh, most of your listeners hopefully know, is, is, is going off. I mean, uh, Southern Oregon can put out probably pound for pound, uh, maybe as much as NorCal, if not better. Ouch. Sorry, I love you, NorCal. I'm just saying. Uh, Southern Oregon's got some really great uh, laws, and they stuck out a lot of black bean water. Um, this is a really great chances down here. I've got myself lost in a few
2: twelve-foot jungle before. Oh yeah, no, I was telling, I was telling these guys, is that a little too tight for you? We made figured you were small, oh, that's good. so we can move <laughs> yeah, the good. table a tiny bit over.
4: There,
2: there we go. There it's we good. go. No reason to kill you. Oh, went onto the glass uh, shattered. Okay. Oh good, didn't die. Um, and Julian popping in. We got them both. We got everybody. already. But yeah, so still so over again. Yeah, I was just telling these so guys. And going definitely I'll, push it off. Yeah, I was telling these guys, it's kind of like, oh, that's so uh, in case mystery guest doesn't pop in, uh, how are we going to, are we still going to do a giveaway or what?
1: Well, definitely, always we can always do a giveaway, at least that won't be his monster
2: cook. No, and we uh, won't be able to tell his story either. Well, you can you tell his story a little bit just so we know what's going on?
1: Well, we yeah, we can still tell some of the fuckery, like yeah. uh, this last weekend we were in Portland, um, which is another chronicle of the fuckery. but uh, So we're sitting at Portland and I get a text from two to telling me that he's like, look at this guy, he's completely stealing my shit. I said, what do you mean? He's like, he, he just cut and pasted your, all, everything off your site and he's selling it on his site for half price. I said, what are you talking about? He's like, you must have sold it to, to him. So he's like, and, and he has a booth there. So Odie and Sonny are there, they're all pumped up because this part of the fuckery is this guy has basically bought a pack from me last year out of that thought pack, selected, if you want to use the word, <laughs> a male and a female, uh, then bred those two individual plants and is now reselling them for half price.
2: Yeah, and, you know, and oh, that's the thing, me and Doug have been involved in this industry for a long time. We've seen it all. And, you know, kind of like it rolls off your back after a while. Yeah. But the thing about this that was really, like, crazy is that they were actually at the same show
5: with, like, you know, an aisle and a half away did he call it the same or
2: oh yeah everything and, and everything the same name oh, yeah. the same description yeah, it was, it was, it was, and half like, the was, price and an aisle away you know what i mean just like cold. super yeah super lame and the crazy part is, is that Odie and, and they s-
1: thought it was cool they thought it was all right they, they, the people who were doing it didn't didn't see a problem no no like,
2: a, well, well their answer to us well, was leafly ridiculous. Was cool. no yeah exactly their answer to us was ridiculous they said they checked with leafly and we're like what? That doesn't even make sense. That's like saying, you know, you checked with the consumer, whatever, about fucking a copyrighted thing, and they said it's cool. But, no, they don't have nothing to do with that. They don't, copyrights and trademarks are done at the trademark office. They're not done with Leafly. You know what I mean? And right. the thing is, what, the reason why we figured out what the problem was is that Leafly puts a TM on every one of those squares that they put out because if they put out a Sage square, right. they put a TM in the top right because right. that square is actually trademarked. Not the strain. The strain, okay. It's the trademark, because that's their the trademark. periodic table. Their, yeah, the, the rounded edges and the shape and the color with the strain but, name is actually their trademarked thing. You so, know what that's I mean? what trademarked. so that's what they're trademark. So that's what they So these people are just like, ignorantly thought that that was their job to trademark all the names and that they would either. thought.
1: Not, not, not ignorantly thought, but, but blatantly but thought that it was okay they're and they're they're then got cocky to right. a point with their assholes.
2: Yeah. But mostly email email well, that was the thing: is the guy was instead instead of doing all that and not being assholes, they did all that and they were assholes. You know what yeah. I mean? They were like hitting me back, saying that you know they were gonna. Uh, They were reptile. Well, they said they're reptilian slayers, and I'm a reptile, and therefore, you (laughs) know. And I was like, okay, we know where you're at at this point in time, and you know. And then it was like, we know, I know all about you, Don. You know. And I was just like, oh my god. And then the craziest part, which is a story I think we told on the show already, but is that Odie is his original address is what the guy was using one of the breeder's address, old address from from from, uh, Holland from uh, Denver. So it was like. This is creepy. You're using my strains, and you're using my old address. That's like really. St- that's Ugh. that is taking it to the next level, you know. So, um, but in the in the further fuckery of all, I mean, we were talking about mystery guests. Is mystery guest not going to show up? Then we might as well just tell a story anyway, because we need to find out if those things out there are being Pretty sold. Question. So tell us who Pretty the mystery so guest is. What's going is. on?
1: Mystery guest would have been would have been OG Cushman, Chris Castanet, Chris Castanet. Uh. I'll Cushman more Osama than Osama, I call him. Uh, creator behind a lot of mango stuff, a lot of the, the monster cookies that won a few years ago in Seattle. Um, the guy's known to be pretty, um, OG, like, uh, was putting in work, a lot of hard work back in the day, moving units and whatnot. So, um, and I know him a lot for his, for his mango stuff and just being a gangster, so kind of a good dude. Uh, but when he was, when he was gone, uh, somebody actually robbed his house, left his TVs, laptops, cash. And just took all the seeds back. Just took all his gear. And so um, I have the remainder of, of the of the positive stock. And Archive, uh, his store, has the other uh, small remaining batch of what Chris has left. Um, thankfully, his mother plants were at a, at a, at a different location. And so he still got those. But they're um, part of the fuckery is people will rob your house. They will steal your shit and they'll steal your seeds. And now we're gonna, you know, we'd like to keep an eye on those. If if you if you see that gear from anywhere else, or if you see anybody else that's trying to sell that gear, of course, let us know. Info at teacher Now, uh, or let Chris know, or Ben, or myself, and we'll definitely get on it. Because you know, little leads, people see things, but it's not legit. Um, it's not it's not an authorized draft. That's another reason that when you buy gear, you wanna, you know, people get us oh, how come I can't just buy them? Well, you want to buy them from an authorized dealer. You know that that guy's been vetted. Um, that guy's going to take care of the gear, and the right so it's going to be so it's going to germinate, or it's going to give you the, the outcome that you want. So, Where when you're buying them from third party, like you, you think you took care of them, you hope he didn't leave them in the car when he went to go get a hot lunch, you know what I mean, or he didn't. night, you know, you hope he just took, he gave half a shit. Right. You don't really know. And so from an authorized rep, you're getting what you're getting. So any source genetics packs that aren't that don't come from myself or archive. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd like to have a lead on. Those are going to be bunked, and those are going to be of the fuckery. And I know it swings full circle because you and Doug in Amsterdam and bubblegum.
2: Yeah. I was, gonna, I was just going to say to Doug, it sounds a little familiar, right? Yeah, okay. It's like, oh, they like that? Oh, you don't want to give it to them? Oh, shit, they take it. They take. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and at the end of the day, we, we lost out on sales because my whole deal was kind of the same as him, but at the same time, I was like killed myself because I figured if I don't sell anything, then I'll know everybody else who's doing it. It's got to be the one, and we never tracked it down. I mean, we heard, st- you know, other guys paid other guys for it, and it kind of got – it was one of those classic cut stories where, you know, we didn't even sell it – we didn't do the $10,000 cut to anybody. It just – because it was stolen merchandise and it was real hot a commodity at that time, amongst themselves, they all fucked around and sold it to each other for who knows how much. You know what I mean? So it was like kind of like, oh, great. So that got, you know, created probably – 50 grand or whatever or 100 grand around around us we didn't get dick you know what I mean? exactly. we were like so that was a weird one but my whole deal was to hold out and not give it to anybody because i figured then if i don't give it to anybody i'll know of course i'd given it to tony he'd already made the bubble berry um gave it to simon he did his bubble gum and then you know the the good part about it was at that point in time uh if i hadn't done that we would have had nothing you know what right. i mean and that was the kind of like The two learned lessons, which is you do have to trust somebody, um, but at the end of the day, you also got to, you know, back yourself up, even though, like, out of the end of the day, what Simon didn't give us anything, right? I mean, that was pretty much... We're we're, we're on good terms, which is great. Yeah, good terms. And there's not a problem with that. And actually, he's got the name registered. So in the long run, and we're the only ones allowed to use it. So that's good. You know, we worked out. It was a good deal. But for the most part, uh, it's like, even when you... Give it to somebody you trust. You'll see the difference in their attitude the minute they know you don't have it anymore. They're like, no, "Oh, so now you so now you want it?" And then all of a sudden, that's literally when the fuckery starts. So that's that would be the conclusion of your fuckery corner, where it is like reality, where that, that it it, it builds like it it's it, you see it in people's eyes. You know, you can see it already, like where they're like, "Oh, now you need it. Yes. You need me." You know what I mean? Now they're part of your puzzle. You know. So, uh, well, that's sucky that we didn't get a chance to get Mister OG Cushman on because he's always fun, um, and I had a few anecdot- yeah, had a few up. anecdotal things for him too. So if he does co- if he does manage to well, uh, get in touch with you today, have me with him, you're
1: go- calling, uh, he's what? Yep and I and I will keep and I, and I, I, I said I will, I will keep harassing him
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and seeing maybe just oh, 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 used OD, passed out, smoked too much. I don't know
2: but we'll uh, yeah. call
1: him I'll keep bugging
2: him okay sounds good um, and then um, we're going to be seeing yep. we're going to be planning for the ADSI at um, at uh, for ADSI this year at Emerald Cup right so that's going to be an upcoming show where we're going well, s- to start sending out invites to the right people so if you're out there and you want to be part of ADSI this year yes it's happening it will be at the Emerald Cup um, seats are now will be involved uh, most of the we're going to have you're basically going to be challenging a lot of the best Breeders that are on Seeds here now's roster because you'll have at least ten breeders in, right, James?
1: Seeds are now probably going to bring twelve to fifteen breeders to the table for your competition, and that'll be uh, all all the breeders, of course, um, selections, phenotypes grown by the breeders themselves entering.
2: Yeah, so that'll be fun. So that that automatically makes it worth getting involved, just because you know you can. It's like it's like going out and you know competing with the big boys for a day, and you know again, you could be the shining star. You already
1: called. And he already called Cuban out. He's already pissed off. He was like, What? This full cool thing's a whole winter show? <laughs>
2: Shit. We're
5: going.
2: <laughs> nice. Nice. So Well, cool, cool. Cuban's so going. I'm gonna start I'm gonna start the uh, go? the, the dreaded the dreaded interview. Yes. Doug's dying. He's like, oh, how's how was your you food? Too? Was
5: it good? Good food. It's great.
1: Good. Okay. And you're in a good course. mood. Then Doug's yeah, in course. a good mood. If
2: Doug had a good lunch, <laughs> it's gonna be a great interview. If it was a bad lunch, he'd be God. All right, good. What's Yeah, and, nice. Doug, and
1: Doug can uh, can uh, at, at the end of it, you can drop the surprise of what what seeds here now is going to be doing with Doug in the future.
2: Ooh.
5: lots of new things. Lots
2: of new. Well, good. Cool. Uh, nice talking to you. And, All right, Doug, uh, we'll, Thank you very much. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll be talking. I'll soon. keep on,
5: Kishman. <laughs>
2: All right, keep Thanks, on, Kishman. Peace. James Bean, man on the scene. All right, well, welcome to the studio, guys.
6: Right. So when you want, we can call Jack.
2: Oh yeah, cool. So we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll get him on in a little while too. We'll move up. We'll move progressively up the story until we get near Barcelona somewhere, and then we'll we'll call him ba- Barcelona. <laughs> let's give him a call. Is he actually home again now, or he's back home?
4: Yeah. He's, okay.
2: Yeah. So the time. Yeah. yeah so it's getting it's, the later it gets, the drunker he is, and the funnier the show. So That's true. Right. Because <laughs> already, like, already, PD already said, oh, you got to catch him at the right time. Oh, cause, he likes, he he's likes to. He's busy. He likes to. Yeah, well, at the yeah, end of the day, it's also. Busy. He's too busy that at the end of the day, of course, he goes for it, bam, I hope. Well, most, yeah. most people in Barcelona do. So, like I said, welcome to the show, Doug Magnola. How many times have I said the name Douglas Magnola? Tens of nil, So many times, <laughs> whenever I've had to fill out a form back in it. the day, it was like we were married, right? Yeah. We, were, we were basically a married couple for the last 25 years. More longer relationship than most people's parents' marriages. I and since we work.
5: started in Amsterdam, what I remember is we'd say, oh, yeah, we're partners, and then they thought uh, we were gay. Oh, yeah.
2: Doug, Doug, <laughs> they still think Doug's gay. That's the ah. point. <laughs> 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 they, they still haven't quite figured that one out. But <laughs> now the... Uh, we, I've told that story, actually, too. And that, was, that is literally, like, Doug and I were both, like, looking at each other, like, is that what people think? Because we were like, no, oh, it's starting to make sense because... The reason, the real reason why it was even more <laughs> more in, 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 I could understand why people might have thought it is that our shop, or clothing clothing shop, first of all, right? So you're a clothing guy.
6: You have a long no. hair.
2: I had long hair at the time. We both had, you know, <laughs> we all had long hair. I was
5: more emo a little bit back then. Yeah, yeah, and a little bit, and then. Um, <laughs> No, they
2: you
0: had gay, emo back then. Gay guys. No, well, no, it was, it was emo like, before emo was cool. Gay, no, it was more like. I don't know. Gay guys love me. Put it that way. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. I was never. I
2: would never have a problem if I wanted to become gay. But I was always like, like they took me. I was like, oh wait a minute, because they, because actually the guy who worked for us, who was our manager was the number one gay guy in town. Like oh, he yeah. was the
5: gayest of the gay. <laughs> he and ran he, the gay night at the Roxy.
2: He, he ran the gayest night in town. And he hey, but he the, got us on MTV. And he was the, so. and he was, and you know, we, he did our fashion yeah, shows in the beginning and I was like, yeah, it probably wouldn't be too hard for other people to might look <laughs> on from the outside because we had this girl actually sitting up talking to us and going like, one, one was talking to me and I think I even came to you and was like, dude, I don't know what's going on. And you're like, I heard the same thing. It was like, somebody was, some chick was like, yeah, you're really nice. It's, it's too bad you're gay, and I was like, what? "Like when did that? When did that ever happen?" And she's like, "Yeah, you and your partner do." And I'm like, "Partners?" We've been so we had it? to say business partners. <laughs> <laughs> We never emphasize. We never just never said it. We always said, yeah. oh, "I have a partner." Doug. Yeah,
5: exactly. For us, I mean, it's normal in America, but there it was kind of like because so many gays live there. Or well, yeah, we, Amsterdam was like a haven
2: for people uh, who normally had a rough life, and now they moved to Amsterdam. Now they can talk about their partners. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was like, oh, look, he's, he's so out there. He's just like my partner, Doug. Five years, man. He's been my partner for nine years. Like, wow, that's a long time. No, but I think that was in the very beginning. That was only when we were maybe two years in or something yeah. like that it
5: wasn't that long was and we were like the young guys in the cannabis world you know so
2: well yeah we were the boys yeah technically
5: and now we're the old men. so yeah. there you go
2: that's how <laughs> that's literally how this whole thing and the and the funny part there's people older than us physically but when it comes to the industry a lot of times it's like you're in the room and you're like the only other person in there that's been doing it as long as me and Doug is like people who are like Never going to make it because you can just tell they haven't really been, they've been in it doing the one thing that they've been going, banging their head against the wall trying to make happen. But we never stopped with one thing. That was our That was our. sort of like what brought us up and what brought us down at the same time. I mean, between me and Doug, I don't know how many crazy, you know, not... Obviously paying, like, not not not, go, not by by the book at all. Everything was ne- never by the book. Yeah. And Diverse
0: we, business model? Well, yes. well, you know,
2: the thing is, and, and, you know, I have a problem of never saying no. Doug had to follow my lead sometimes <laughs> when it came to stupid stuff because we already put our foot in it, you know what I mean? Some things worked out well. Some things didn't work out well. I mean, the thing is, that was the, what I tried to explain to other people earlier on the show when I was kind of just explaining us, what came out was, the thing is, we would hit the ceiling every time because we never... There was no... There was no... It was no there was no platform. There was nothing. <laughs> so it would be like, damn, you know what I mean? Like, we, we never realized we're, like, covered by glass and we're just slamming into it trying to, like, get there. And the reality was, you know, now it, it's open. Yeah. And now all of a sudden we're like, fuck. It's we're, a we're so been, you know, like, like, now we really... We can do all these things we've been wanting to do, but it's also... Um, changing rapidly like it's going to the point where we do we want to do those things you know what i mean that's the way well and
5: also there was a lot of firsts that weren't even out there Like, and it just came to my mind later like for instance i was i remembered adam made these laminates and i'm like and everyone's talking about rosin now and and how you can make hash with rosin and you don't have to use bho and all this and i'm like wait a minute you know what adam actually did that a long time ago Back in 93, he would take the hash and uh, the isolator hash, because first we had the pollinator machine, actually. That was first. Mm-hmm. And the you know the Dutch would just run that thing forever. But, of course, the first bit is the best. And he would put it in between mylar and run it through a, um, Lamin- a laminating machine. And so we'd end it in the hash competition, which back then during the High Times Cannabis Cup, it was like a non-factor. But we liked it. No one else even cared about it. Hash was like the... The redheaded
2: stepchild of cannabis, today, yeah. as far as the Americans were concerned, because most Americans came over there and they
5: never had, they didn't have much experience. And so... Right. And know, so then the pollinator came out and that was the first, what we called hippie crack.
2: and uh, We don't say the word hippie crack on the show anymore oh. because of the guy with hippie crack seed company that oh. was a... That, Anyway, it doesn't matter. Now I know. <laughs> so
5: anyways, Adam would uh, run it through that,
2: even invented that guy's seed company back in the day. <laughs> so he so. ran these things through,
5: and then he would roll them like a fruit roll. And then he even did one with a piece of glass where he handed around the cannabis cup. And that thing went through, I don't know, how many people. I think Ed was the last guy that got it, right? Wasn't right. It but,
2: there was 29 people or something. I don't know. He, and he was we, counting.
5: And later going. we'd hear about the High Times guys. Oh, we had a party in New York, and they all had these laminates. I'm like, oh, I see what they're doing with them. <laughs> yeah. And then he downsized them to Scooby snacks, which were smaller, which was easier to give to the contestants and out of the coffee shops. But in theory, I'd never. When I thought about it, I was like, wait a minute, that's before I'd ever heard of rosin, so that could be. Yeah, you know, in a way, in,
2: in a way, yeah, in a way, no. I, I kind of like, like I, I, I thought the same thing too, and I was like, the reality is though. If you looked at my laminator, it was like one of those things where I had to like pull the covers off of it and stuff because basically I'd be putting it through and it was—you could set your temperatures and so you could you know bring it up one degree at a time and I would figure out each strain differently. But there'd be times where it'd be set too high or it would go through too slow and it would just squeeze too much and it would end up going out the edges and stuff. And that was the rosin. So the reality was. If I had somebody on my shoulder going like, hey, you know, you might want to do this and save every little bit, but I was also in this uh, weird state of mind where I thought, okay, well, I have a lot of weed uh, at my access, which I can turn into hash, so that's, that's... there's not a lot of people who are able to do that because most people are just taking every gram they can get, turning it into money. Here I am wasting as much as I can, <laughs> turning it into hash, and I'm realizing, yeah, it's a lot of you know that would have been a thousand bucks, but oh well, it's now enough hash for me to smoke for the next five days with my people or whatever yeah. so so you go through a lot, but at the same time, you're also. Wasting, which means a lot of people would get into it, and then maybe say, "I don't want to waste anything," you know. So, so I kind of felt like I was on a little island, like, "Oh, I can just do this, and no one else is going to be competing, and I'll just do my little craft," you know. And I treat, I tried to treat it like a craft. Remember when I was like making the Scooby snacks and had a little like leather punch, and so I was like total like wood shop feel because I had like a
5: yeah, you made a stamp at one point.
2: Yeah, well, I had like a little (laughs) thing. I took like a leather. I took a leather punch, and I'd make a bunch of laminates on a page and I'd have uh, labels on both sides, and then I'd take the leather punch and punch it out, and then, then I would seal it again on the edges, and then I'd use those as my little coins, because we'd go around to, like, we went to a club, I'd give the doorman a, a coin, you know what I mean, a hash coin, and then almost every one of them would be, like, fighting over it after a while, because they'd be like, give it! oh, here he comes, here he comes, I want, give me the coin, you know? So it became, like, more of a novelty for them, and then I talked to a couple of them. I was talking to, I think Yaro or one of those right. one of those doormen one night, and it was like I was like, yeah, remember when I used to give you guys the hash? And they're like, oh, dude, you know, most of us we don't smoke hash. We would just put them on the wall. I'm yeah. like, really? Fuck, I'm giving you all my best hash. You're fucking not even smoking it. You know, they're <laughs> putting it on the wall. They're like, yeah, they were so cool. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, so the so the I mean, like you're saying, so many firsts and, So we're the first. We we opened the first uh, hemp store in Europe. Right. About two months before German the Hanfhaus, right? They were like open in June. No, they opened in September or something. More
5: importantly, when we got the job to do the Cannabis Cup, uh, before that it wasn't mm -hmm. a public event. It was a small private event with seed companies and coffee shops mixed.
2: This is 1993. The
5: 93 Cup, and mm -hmm. so what we did was we said, okay, the public could judge the coffee shops, and the the celebrity judges could judge the seed companies blind. So the popularity contest was the coffee shops, which became very popular. I think 800 people came that year. The next year, 2,000. After that, always three About or 4,000. Mm-hmm. And so then the prestigious cup was the seed, com- seed cup because it was blind tested. And then the popularity contest was the cannabis cup, which the first year Aryan won, which he really won. I mean, it was a really good coffee shop. Another coffee shop won... Uh, best weed. We even had best coffee. We had best ambiance. And the thing about it was, back then, the coffee shops were a little bit grungy. And it was, oh, we have super skunk, and we have this, and it wasn't really nice environment. And the Cannabis Cup actually changed the coffee shops uh, because the success of the ones who won, they got so much business that other people saw it, and then all of a sudden, all the coffee shops got better, which is kind of a model of, of what you see with the dispensaries here. And also that model of uh, judging the cannabis cup was kind of started by us because we thought it was really important, the blind testing with the seed companies. We and did a to, press
2: cup, too. Right, mm-hmm. and
5: to keep it separate from the the popularity contest because it's hard not to have the popularity part of a competition where they actually go to the location.
0: Yeah, And, and the thing is... And that, is that based on, like, uh, the amount of purchases per strain? No, no, it's just whoever it's judges... Com-
5: that, so the people would go to the coffee shop and they would judge the coffee shop overall for the weed and for the ambiance. Oh, uh, the service like and things like I that. See, yeah, I so see. it took forever to actually compile all the, the that ballots. Was
2: a, that was a funny uh, moment in time, too, where we're at my apartment. So it's a yeah. little, little tiny apartment in Amsterdam. <laughs> and, and it Doug, took forever. Doug is there and he's he's ca- he's tallying up all the stuff.
5: With Andre Grossman, right? the High Times photographer. And, cool and,
2: and then uh, he still, still does work with yeah. them. It's crazy. And he's like one of the original... Um, but then, then Steve Hager, he heard, was
5: a little bit like, hurry up,
2: hurry up. Come on. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. He's like, it doesn't matter. And
5: I did the, I tabulated Doug was, of the Doug was like, it all matters. Doug was like numbers, numbers, matters. numbers, you know,
2: yeah, and, and I was like too high and I couldn't deal with any of that uh, kind of stuff. So I But you know what?
5: Luckily I had Gatewood Garbreth with me, uh-huh. who's the funny politician from Kentucky. He's I think dead. He, unfortunately, he just now. recently dead. died. He, he, he ran for
2: governor there. He was, yeah. he, was he was, he's huge. He's now a legend. Yeah, He's but, such a legend. Well, well, the
5: thing about him was he comes across as this like politician, Southern guy, really funny. But when it came time to tallying the votes, he knew it was we, up. we were on it. We're yeah. with our calculators, and it was like, come on, let's just announce the awards. Forget the coffee shop. It's taking too long. No, no, no. We're going to finish this. And yeah. so we finished it, and that was kind of the the beginning of how you see the contest and everything being run in Spain and everywhere.
2: Well, even to the point where now there's words that I know that we fucking invented and they're still using them like burnability i don't think is really a word (laughs) in in a sense as far as it's like no i don't think that would be the real word i don't think some fire guys are coming in and go, yeah the burnability of this building is like off the charts bro you know it's like no they have they have real words so so the fact that i see those words still being used in their in uh, nico's thing so nico's funny because like he he now has he's now in his mind created this whole thing right? right and every time we sit down with him it's kind of like, hey, Nico, do you remember where you got all these things from? You know, because oh, we, yeah. we laid out the f- groundwork, and I've told this to other people, and they kind of, like, it's, it, it's part of it is, makes me proud, and part of it makes me sad, you know, because the sad part is that what we saw, which was the uh, the potential is, is is kind of already peaked out, and now we're at the the ugly part, which we kind of also saw in the beginning, too, which was like, wow, imagine if this was in America. Everybody would go nuts. It'd be yeah. stupid. It would go off the fucking, you know, it would be like, at least over there, everybody's very pragmatic. Like, Dutch people are the most, don't hype, people, right? don't hype up. Like, if you're, you know, only people who they hype up, now Brad Pitt comes into town, they go a little bit nuts. There's certain people that, oh, my God, Johnny Depp. But for oh, the right. most part, it's like, they're like, oh, who's that? Osama, fucking or not, you know Osama. It's like, no, is, was, that uh, is that is that Obama or something? <laughs> you know they don't want to like show any like care because that's their thing. It's that. That's we had cool. the
5: guy from the first year was uh, from Skid Row, and then what was the Sebastian Bach from Skid? Yeah,
2: Sebastian Bach from Skid Row, and then Chips Enough
5: from Enough's Enough. Yeah, and and they were like, you better have security for these guys. That was a joke. And that was at at that time. What was interesting about that time was it was when Snoop Dogg came out with his album. Uh, which just went crazy um, Cypress Hill had their album And House of Pain It was pretty much yeah all at one time Beastie Boys was big And it was just like crazy The Pot Leaf was the number one logo in the world You know, and so it was like I remember um, Cypress Hill was playing And we got the uh, hits from the bong We had a bong for him
2: Well, here's the funnier part Before you even get into that Is that we heard they were in town because they were down at the Hash Museum. I got like my uh, so Monica was working down yeah. there. She's like Cypress Hills in town. I was like okay because that's the, I mean that's how this the town was so small. You run it, into it was the pretty music easy. To, stars, pretty are not to, getting swarmed at all. No, but there's you know no security yeah. required, right? So basically, she told me Cypress Hills in town. That was their first album. Everybody was like kind of like hyped on it. Not everybody. It was still pretty pretty underground. Um, and they were uh, first time ever outside of America, right? So they were like walking down the street and. A, it was like, well, they're in town. I'm going to go find them, right? Get out, ride on my bike. Yep, there they are. That wasn't so hard. Okay. It was like two minutes later. There they are. And we basically yeah. stopped them. We told them, hey, we got this new spot. You want to come up and get, get high? They're like, sure. So they come around, and we just got We
5: did the video bong hits then? Uh,
2: no, we didn't because we were. This is, okay. pre- video, this is pre pre-trichrome oh. challenge. So all we had at the time was a TV, a table, some chairs, a bong.
5: had a grow room as you walked in. I don't even know if that was, was there, up, dude. Yeah, we were
2: so yeah. new. No, I think we were so it new. It was a
5: huge pack house space. Yeah, uh, it in was Holland, empty. In Holland.
2: It was a typical Dutch warehouse, which are like long, dark. Yeah. not
5: like a warehouse you think of
2: here. It's not a warehouse. It's like this is a Dutch warehouse from the 1600s, and it's like low ceilings, long ass wooden. like The, the floor in that place was crazy, right? I mean, yeah, it was, it was like an
5: old wooden floor, and then that was during the squat era. That was during the more funky... Part, Amsterdam has Everybody's, now gotten gentrified.
2: Everybody thought we were a squat, and we were paying three thousand <laughs> guilders a month. We were paying more money than most anybody we knew, and but people, we were near
5: Central Station, and we got a lot of attention. Well, and we were, it
2: was a big ass place, and so that's the thing: is most people walked in, and we're like, if you see a big place like that in Holland, it's usually a squat. So people are just in there and they're just not paying rent or doing whatever. And so people assume that half the time, and I'd be like, no, dude, we're paying rent. Then it went the other way around when people thought we were super rich. Remember, that was was also funny. I'll never
5: forget Officer Jolly. So we had a Halloween party or something. But that was a big and one. And, of course, the police come, and, of course, I got to go out and talk to them. You were the brain, right? Oh, the brain <laughs> was that the
2: brain year? We were all big brains? I, we were
5: looking pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, we, had, exactly. fun we all had it. giant brains. Because we're it. Americans, and, and Halloween is such a big thing for us. They're a, a dress-up party. You can tell where the Americans are because they're the only ones dressed up. Mm-hmm. So we had this party, and the, and the officer comes in, and she's like... It was a Wednesday, too. But we were lucky. We were not in the central police station. We were kind of the outside, even though we were in the center. We are this little corner that we belong to a different one. And she's like, oh, you're Americans. You should go out to this uh, warehouse for foreigners to shut, set up shop. And I'm like, no, no, location's important. Right. You know? And so she was like, no, no, no. And then any, anyways, that whole thing failed. And so le- the next time she came to talk to us, she apologized for that.
4: So yeah, that we, nice. we
2: had our run-ins with the police many times. That was the thing about Holland, too. Is it was like, you know, as legal as it was, it wasn't really legal. And so the the cat and mouse things that we had to play all the time. I mean, I was that's the one thing that I actually when I saw our smiley friend at yeah. the show in Portland, I was I was reminded where he was like, oh yeah, remember that time when the cops came and arrested you in the door? And I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. It was like yeah. when when uh, Matt left Matt left all the trim
5: in the fucking freezer. Oh, I don't want to talk about that one. That one <laughs> that's too much stupidity for me. <laughs> oh,
4: stupidity! Is what it's, <laughs> stupidity is what it's all about. Well, basically, no, we okay, have, I got a better one. Okay,
2: I'll give it. I'll give a real quick synopsis yeah. on that one. So basically, we had a guy who worked for us who, uh, when he made his bubble hash, he was really lazy, and he just would, like, run it, and then he would refreeze it, and then he would give it to another guy who was trying to work for us at the time, and then that guy would do a second run and do better than he would do with the first run. So I was getting a little suspicious already, like, what's going on here? And so he decided to leave this guy a big bag full of weed that that was frozen, in our freezer at our store but a week
5: no, after our landlord told us there's a good chance that the all the shops on the street are going to get checked
2: yeah so we so we ended up uh so we so we're there and we think and like they came in and I was like oh yeah and I did the old song and I had like weed in my bag and weed over here and weed under there and I'm trying to like do the dance you know what I mean oh yeah put the bag over here while he's looking over there and then I, everything's kind of cool. I think I'm good. And then all of a sudden, I see this guy come down and he drops this big frozen block on my desk, like, ba-ba-ba. And I'm like, oh, what shit. is that? You know? and, he, and I was like, I don't know. What is that? I didn't even know what it was. And then he's like, yes, it's marijuana. Yes, it's big kilos, many kilos. You know, I was like, it's uh, frozen. And it's like, it's water, dude. What are you talking about? And then... Uh,
5: they call me in and,
2: and then, then we all both of a sudden, have to
5: go to different cops in the same station. I was, it was
2: like, it was the classic, like... <laughs> Stupidity of kind of all around in a sense. I mean, they kind of felt stupid, but then they
5: kind of messed up, and so everything got dropped. So. Yeah, it was. And it was, they paid. They had to pay the lawyer fees too in the long run.
2: It was. It was like so. it was the. Um, oh, wow. But anyway, it was like so. So, uh, Mister Smiley was telling me because he was like he's the one who came and got me out.
5: I remember when I got you out of jail. I'm like, what? what you Adam, I got a much better story. Oh, I bet and you. And it leads up to you get, uh the plants being brought back into oh, your apartment. Oh, I, I, did, I did tell you. So what had happened was uh, we got this television studio that said, look, we want to borrow your plants uh, for a TV show, which was about like two old comedians, like a, a father-son. It was like a famous sitcom in Holland. And they had a laundry shop in kind of in the Jordan. And they wanted to borrow our plants, so Adam's like, oh, "I got these old, you know, like, like Dr. Seuss uh, mother plants," and so we had to bring. We got a contract from them, and I was like, "We got to get paid for this too, you know." So it's really official, you know. So we have a an invoice and everything, and we called it like hemp props or something.
0: Hemp like. props. That was going to be my company, yeah. my new company. Hemp so, props. so you weren't you weren't selling, we you were leasing it. I'm just yes, leasing it for, exactly. just for video <laughs> shoots, just
5: for video <laughs> shoots. So so anyways. Um, we get them the plants, and it completely fills their little studio laundry mat, which is really in the middle of a neighborhood in, in Amsterdam. And so they did the filming, and then they're like, okay, you got it." And during the filming, they had all the police, the local police were part of the show. So when we went there to pick it up, we rented a van, and we go there, and there's all these cops and our plants... And I'm like, oh shit, okay. So we just open it, we get the, the people working in the studio to help fill up the van. And then we're driving down the street, I'll never forget. And Adam's like, I don't even really want these plants anymore. These plants are, I just want to get rid of them. And it was like really late at night. And so we're driving by the Heineken Brewery, you know, museum, Right. <laughs> And we're like, he's like, you know what, fuck it. Let's just get rid of these. Can I say that? Yes. Oh, it's not a family (laughs) show, sorry. Okay, fuck (laughs) it. So so we take these giant Dr. Seuss mother plants and we drop them off right in front of the Heineken Music. I mean, Heineken Brewery. So imagine in the morning, all the tourists get there. And they would just be like, dude, Amsterdam rocks, bro. <laughs> I went to the Heineken Brewery and they got weed plants in front. We didn't stop to see. I wish I could get some film of that. Right. No, oh, no, I actually forgot. I forgot about that story. So how and how it. this leads into the next one. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll pull it together for you. <laughs> All right. So Same uh, yeah, so Adam was gone, um, and he was somewhere. I'm not gonna say where. And <laughs> And we were growing in his little apartment, nothing big, but right on like off the lights of plane. And he had some kid watching it that was just an idiot. The place caught on fire and everything burned but the hemp shirt, which was made it interesting because I had to, of course, when I heard that thing was going down, Adam's in jail, I got to go down. So, I, oh God, here we go again. So <laughs> I, just, I just
2: came back. What happened? I came home.
5: Yeah. I went home, dropped my bags off, and then I went over to see Mo because
2: I needed to yeah. do some bong hits. And he had some... Some trichromes for me of some sage, and so I was like, "I'm going, I'm coming over." It's a game over. I sat down, I took one bong hit. I was holding it. And the phone rings, it. and then it's like, "Doug, dude, you got to come back right now. Your your house is on fire." I'm yeah. like,
1: uh,
5: "What?" So so, anyways, <laughs> I get down there. Adam's gone, but the firemen are what they're amazed at is that even the TV had melted, but this hemp baseball jersey, which was our first hemp product, didn't burned so the fire brigade was like wow what is this i'm like dude it's hemp." and they just didn't the whole story even even the the numbers because the numbers were all
2: plastic and they all melted. everything melted on it that was yeah the label but the hemp the polyester label
5: melted so then we figured out hey hemp is fire retardant so anyways so when someone's at the jailhouse you got to keep bothering them to get them out because they can't really hold them for that long i mean what did he do he just had some plants in the back which they had taken out so I was like I get there and Adam's talk you know Adam can talk right that's why I have a show (laughs) and so he's talking to him and I'm like come on get him out get him out get him out get him out and then all of a sudden I like Adam comes out with the police officers he's talking to him (laughs) and somehow he convinced them and I had I think I had the paper where the hemp props or something we're like oh no this is just like for our company that you know we just uh, do filming or whatever and so All of a sudden, they put Adam in the van, and I'm not allowed to get close to him for some reason. I don't know. And then I see the cops from their, like, little garage. This is across the street from the Milky Way, by the way. That's where that police station is. So it's already starting to get night. You know, there's, like, kids going to go to the concert or whatever. And then I see the police, and the police are like, this is... like crazy they had never brought plants back to an apartment so they put them in the back of the van they drove adam back i i walked around the corner went there and the police brought the plants back into the apartment <laughs> left me with a burnt out apartment yeah. and my plants it was like weird and then i and, cap- and then but right, I-, I think two days later the police came to the shop they're like hey guys you made a mistake uh, actually we do have to go We you have your permission to go get the plants we're like oh yeah you can go there but we already got rid of them yeah
2: exactly so and and they actually came to kate's where i was staying where are you staying at i was like oh, i'm staying with a friend right now so they came to kate's house she had no plans i was like she has chinchillas yeah a (laughs) lot of chinchillas she had like 20 chinchillas the cops were like whoa the hell she doing with chinchillas you know that was that, that was enough weirdness for them but yeah they that was definitely one of those uh Weirdest moments when when he was walking in with with had a, a cop in front of me and a cop behind me and me all carrying plants in and then Vinny came out and looked over the edge and was like what's going on and I was like <laughs> Vinny go get your camera but he couldn't get his camera fast uh, enough. No. Was, I wish I had pictures. It was pre phone days when yeah. people and not everybody had a phone with a fucking camera. But he and he was my he was our photographer. So I was hoping like he was gonna run in and get this all on film. But for some reason he couldn't pull it together. But it was like it was just weird. It was like that's so
0: weird that
2: just happened you know and it was weird because like i said two days later they fucking were like oh uh we were supposed to not take not be able to give you those plans back Because <laughs> exactly they're <laughs> gone and they, they'd actually taken um do you remember they took like a piece of each one to test right which and, they never did and then um when i flowered them all out everywhere they were all like I, every single person that i'd given them to because then we give some to uh didn't we give, I don't remember. We gave some here and some there. One to your one of your ex-girls and then we gave one over here on this balcony and one over there. And it was yep. like uh funny cuz a couple of them did pretty good and I was like topped by the cops. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like they came in and like took the perfect top at the right time cuz they were still little clones and like, they topped them. I was like good they job, guys. Good time, you guys God. did a really good job. You guys should maybe j- become fucking gardeners, you know. Um so so since you stuck st- stuck around for the last Eight years or whatever since I've left. Seven years. Um, I mean, the mood has completely changed, right? I mean, yeah. Amsterdam is definitely not the the weed friendly place that we thought it was. We well, did, it was m- not as even friendly when we thought it was friendly. We pretended right? It was the friendly.
5: biggest the biggest uh, problem happened when they decided it was like this Operation Ten Twenty or whatever, and it was which that, is our zip code, the zip code mm-hmm. of the area. And so they said, okay, no coffee shops within a certain distance of schools, but in the case of say Homegrown Fantasy. It was across a main street, and there was a little school. You couldn't even see it from the front of the coffee shop. And they do have very strict regulations against uh, minors coming in. They ID everyone. So it's not an issue, but they made it into an issue. And what it did was, for instance, the Barmerstraat, which is kind of like the CD, the original street of Amsterdam, where there was the most concentration of coffee shops, they all had to go. And that made like maybe a, a really shitty one Uh, just on the edge, super popular, even though the quality is not that good. So they cut down the number. They had a lot of pressure, as they always do from, like, France and Germany. And so what they do, they go, okay, well, we'll succeed a little bit on our laws. And so what that did was it cut down the number of coffee shops, and then the existing coffee shops just have too much business. And, you know, you just have this situation where you don't have a legal supply. You can sell it, but you can't transport it, and you can't grow it um and so hopefully those laws will change uh going forward but the whole scene is yeah definitely changed it was it was more fun it's got it's definitely gentrified the city a lot which is nice in some ways the restaurants are actually better than they used to be
4: yeah i mean
2: we, a, had a few pet, we had some pet peeves there back in the day but yeah
5: like it used to be when i first moved there that the grocery stores would close at five o'clock in amsterdam so imagine you working and then thursdays was the only day but it was th- open late, oh, yeah.
2: late night Thursdays, and Whoa. you were like,
5: you'd go there, and you're like, yeah, I'm here an hour before, and there's no beer, there's no bread, there's no nothing. You're like, this sucks, and they would all be like, yes, this is the law. And then, so imagine on the weekends, and then they and have the late night, shops, and they have late shops, which are double, triple the price with just nasty food. There's one good one in the west.
2: Yeah, you had to drive all the way to the other side of town just to get the one,
5: which was only double priced. Yeah, and it
2: was bad too. It was mice running around. It was nasty. Yeah, it was like it was a funky, nasty so kind of like. Every neighborhood place. in <laughs> Amsterdam
5: had one permit for a night shop. So no matter how clean or dirty that family was, they had a night shop. There was one. I lived in a neighborhood where it was like you didn't get anything that was not in a can or a bottle. No way, because it was just so dirty. And then the other ones were nice.
2: Yeah, and and that was the thing about living there too is that we sacrificed. Like you know, Doug comes from California. Uh, when you compare California to Amsterdam like most people who came from California would last a week you know what I mean and then they'd be like I want to go home and get in my big car and drive around and do this you know what I mean they couldn't handle the idea that you had to ride a bike and you know the best
5: thing about Amsterdam back then too was that you could go out at night on your bike everything was close Mm -hmm. and you just had these posses of people going from like you know one bar one coffee shop to another squat party to somewhere and it was so weird and so cool at the same time
2: Well, you know, that that was the thing as an American. I remember when I first got there, I was like, I don't have to pay car insurance. This is awesome. I don't have to, like, think about parking. Oh, this is awesome. But then at a certain point, too, my Americanism, you know, kicked in, and I'm like, You have to have a car. I need a fucking car, dude. I was like, After like two years of being. Well, the thing is, I was a grower, (laughs) and so I needed a car just to pick up soil, pick up this, pick up that, get to here, get to there. And then I realized, like, so that the, the, the original, like, say, I think for me, it was about. Three years until I or maybe even last two years till I got a car, but but it was crazy for those first two years. I was like, oh, and then when we got crazy. cars, that's when the real problem started. Oh my god! How <laughs> much money did we ticket.
5: pay? How much money did we pay? Oh here? my god! In fact, uh <laughs> Victor wanted to name the gray area. You guys probably know the gray area. Originally, they were going to call it the clamp. Yeah, because you didn't just get a ticket; you got a freaking clamp on your wheel. You a couldn't drive a boot. <laughs> yeah, right. And then to tie the boot off you had to get across town sometimes there wasn't a, a, even a, a metro stop or it was at late and you had to get there quick because if you get the next day it's going to cost you a bit more so you're going all over town just to get this boot taken off. And it was wow. expensive. Oh, it was a nightmare, dude. It was
2: yeah. such a nightmare. It was like you got that, your day fucked, you know what I mean? You yeah, had, and you had
5: to put change in these machines. And if you were like and sometimes the machines would be broken. And you had to walk and then you four get blocks
2: it, to a machine yeah. to get to like the one that works to get back and then they have a clamp on your car. Ah. You're like, Ah, I was walking to the thing <laughs> to get the thing. Do we had frustrations up- The thing about Amsterdam is it's, it's it was already overpopulated. When we were there, like when we started, it was already like tight. You know what I mean? Now it must be just
5: yeah. Real nuts. estate prices went crazy, and
2: and then and then yeah. From the so the clamp that was a good that was a good, another good memory, Doug. So the gray area, which many people are familiar with, was we had a few different names. We had one of them was going to be Vicks Vapor Bar, which I thought was a good one because uh-huh. that would have been smart, and ahead of its because we were like vapor that would have
5: freaked out the Dutch though, if you said vapor at that time.
2: Maybe maybe, but the. Uh, and they would not have understood the the humor because our that yeah. was the whole problem is a lot of times we were bringing our American humor to the to the plate and people would just go like, Dur. Um. It never it it was like man, if this was the states, they would have got it. They would have yeah. been like, "Yeah, that's fucking funny." Vic's favorite bar, like Vic's favorite rub, I get it. But uh, no, the clamp which I forgot that one. The original concept of that was. You got clamped and you bring in your ticket, we give you free coffee, right? Which is a good deal. You know, you would know that there's a coffee shop that gives you free coffee the minute you have one of these stupid clamps that's going to cost you over a hundred bucks. You know what I mean? So you might as well go go redeem your free coffee while you're there. And then what I wanted to do, because this is when Victor owned it, and it was like basically me and Vic's spot as far as like, what are we going to do with this place? And so what I was telling him to do, which we never did, of course, but it would have been a good one, I said, if you put a TV up with cops on, right, all day long, just nothing but cops, because people, Americans love that. like, And you have Oof. guys dressed up like cops, and you oh, sell, donuts, no. and you sell donuts, and you sell donuts, and you <laughs> sell donuts, and you just make fun of cops the whole day. It would be cop's donut shop. It would be great, dude. That was a, that was, oh, no. So before it was going to be, it was either going to be Vicks Vapor Bar, the Clamp, the clamp, <laughs> the clamp, or it was going to be the the cops donut shop. I didn't. I had three different ideas thrown at that time. I think the gray area is good. Now. Well, the gray area, even funnier part, which I told this on the show, so now it's not as unknown of a fact. But the, the when the beginning, when Victor went out to get when he went out to get all the paint, right? right. He came back with like nine shades of gray because <laughs> it was cheap. I was like, dude, now what? It was, all right. and then that was before we had a name, and it literally. Came from this from the paint, paint, you know what I mean? Because uh, he was like, just go the gray area, and I was like, dude, that's actually really smart. Because then it was like it made all sense. And then the even funnier part was, we had when we when he very first opened, it was like in that weird zone where d- people didn't quite get it. Old people would come in there and think it was a senior citizen coffee <laughs> shop. <laughs> <laughs> and were, oh,
1: it's just a gray area. Is <laughs> <laughs> so, this the geriatric area? <laughs> so, yeah,
2: they had always a, a good. I mean, we handed, that was another one of those deals where it was just like the cup, where it was like handed to these guys on a fucking yeah. silver platter, because when Vic left, he didn't leave like on a good note, he basically grabbed all his stuff in a hockey bag and walked like out of, and went to Switzerland, and left all the bills and all the bullshit, and then his brother came back all pissed off at us, thinking that we did it, and I'm like, dude, your brother is 10 years older than me, first of all, and the fact that he got all strung out because he fucking hurt himself and didn't fucking go and take care of himself properly is not my fault. You know what I mean? Now he's in Switzerland. I I didn't even know. I don't know where he was at that point. Well, no,
5: I mean, back then, I think the gray area was sold for for like 15,000 guilders. No, yeah, it was exactly what he paid for. And then it became, it was really because of the High Times Cannabis Cup and this Mm -hmm. attention that the value of coffee shops and having that license just skyrocketed the values. And you, you still see it that because like, for instance, in Europe, uh, whereas Spain might be more legal, it's, they still don't have coffee shops. So you still see a ton of tourism. And what's funny about it is that there's a lot of tourism that you wouldn't expect. Like for instance, the Rye is a big white convention center, like any convention center around the world. And yet a lot of, uh, uh, conventions are there, you know, they're there because the a lot of the people would rather go there because they know they can go to coffee shops.
2: Sure. They can go so to Brussels or you yeah. can go to Amsterdam. Yeah. Like, yeah, what do yeah, you go to Amsterdam. do? We'll
5: do Amsterdam. Because you figure at that convention, even if it's just 20% of the people that are smokers, you got 20% more people. And they're happy. So it, it still has this draw. and it, it, you, I've never seen the tourism like it is now in Amsterdam because they go there for the historical part, the beautiful part being on the water, and then the coffee shops It's all, all together. And so, like, tourism has doubled in the last 10
0: years. Oh, wow.
2: Yeah, and, I mean, it was one of those uh, pretty easy things. Every time someone would call me up, they'd go, like, hey, I was thinking of coming out in May. And I'd be, like, cool, come on out. Yeah. I didn't even, like, question it because I always knew that they take care of themselves. We don't have to, like, do anything because they've already come out three or four times. Yeah. And, we know, and we know exactly, like, okay, so misty and chad are coming yeah. into town That <laughs> means there's going to be some weird fetish party thing going down and you know, it was like we already because the timing it was always the same every year it's like certain people would come in and colorado was crazy when i first moved here it was like that 2009 so to 2012 exactly the same i was like oh my god dude i'm gonna relive my entire life because everyone comes for red rocks to go to shows yeah. there's like a certain draw besides the weed and as long as the weed is is part of it then it makes it interesting. And then of course, being the first 2012, once we knew that anybody over 21 can come, we don't have to be a medical yeah. patient. I thought at that point it was going to be like gangbusters. And it's exactly when they put the brakes on everything, like every party. So you can't so
5: explain it to me. Cause I don't know.
2: Well, in Colorado, the thing is that you're, there, there's no uh, public consumption, so you oh, can't smoke anywhere. Okay. There's no legal places. There's no, so they have it exactly ass backwards. Right. So right. the funny part is, is that, Holland has it too extreme on the not protecting the grower. There's no legal way to be, to do right. to produce your stuff. There's about no, the smokers. There's can no go testing. There's no clean. Nothing. You no know, no clean certificate or anything like that. But they plenty of places to smoke. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's no shortage of places to smoke. Even if they clamp down and made less places, there's still hundreds of places. Yeah, right? Of Whereas course. here, there's thousands of bars that you can go drink at and the original thing was there was a there was a proposition 300 which came out and it was trying to address that and they had a pretty good thing it was going to be that any restaurant or bar that has a smoking section can have cannabis in the smoking section so you can't so it's like cool that's that's huge that means any restaurant that you can go to that has a little like outdoor patio you go outside you smoke a joint you come back in boom you're good fucking they struck that like right before they actually voted on it they were like uh well and if you have an alcohol license you you're excluded uh, so that just kills every place yeah, you're, like, you're like well so what you're telling me they have to make a choice now between one or the other and it was like no one's gonna do that you know what i mean who is gonna lose their alcohol license no no them? one will nobody so that was the problem there right out of the gate you basically had to like be a cannabis friendly place and that's all you're gonna be which still a good mo- thing i would still think it's worth doing but they even, then they tightened the clamp even further because it was like the same school zone problem that you have in Amsterdam combined with the, uh, every town having every area, every neighborhood having its own vote. So you, and you'd have to go through the same process as getting an alcohol license, even though you can't have alcohol. Right. And then it's like, okay, so you're going to let people smoke it. They're going to make it sound as worse as they can. You know what uh, I mean? Yeah. Whereas it's like, who wants to go through all that? And at the end, you're not allowed to sell food Really? You're not allowed... To, you, can't, you can't do the reverse. You can't, like, open up a, f- a smoking place and then serve food. You'd okay. have to be a restaurant that has a restaurant license, then apply for the other part after the fact. So it's all kind of stupid. So you couldn't... So you basically have to go out of your way to, like, partner up with somebody who's, like, already doing that side of it all, lose half of your thing, and you still can't charge, can't charge for cannabis, obviously. Um, the membership thing was also very convoluted. Like, it had to be, like you had to actually go to members meetings and be proved, you know, there's always bullshit. Like nobody would do, you know what I mean? It's like, Oh, you want to be a member? Okay. Well make sure every three months you come down for two hours anything, and you have to sign this thing. Uh, No one is going to do that. You know what I mean? So they kind of made it like, like the tax stamp back in the day where it was like, we got a tax stamp. Well, you can't get it, but you got it, but you got to have it, but we can't give it to you. You know, like really? They just pigeonholed it into a way that no one's going to really want to do it. How is
5: it in Nevada now?
2: Nevada is going to be the next thing. And it's, it's, my prediction, which I'll might as well say on the show again for the fifth time, but it is going to be the next Amsterdam. Like there's no reason to go to Amsterdam if you yeah. can go to a casino, watch a Dutch DJ, aging Dutch DJ, which is all you're going to get to see in Holland anyway. Some 50 year old Dutch guy, woo, you know. What I mean? So you can go see an aging Dutch DJ, drink Heineken. Simulate rain. You could have spray outside. It would all, you know, I'm getting red in Nevada. This is awesome. Oxygen too, it would actually right? oxygen. It would actually, you know, it would oxygen. actually, you know, do something. And then, you know, have a little, have a boat trip, just like the, the other boat trips they have around there. Go to the red light, eat some crappy food out, out of a wall,
4: <laughs> go stay
2: in a shitty hotel, and get, and that's it. You're done. Done deal. I mean, it would pretty much you could. It is a casino. If you think about Amsterdam, right. it's like a living in a casino. Right. It's just a little you spread know, out. Spread out. But it's pretty much the same thing. It's just like. Was and it was they would have to
5: go with the old Amsterdam, not the new Amsterdam. You and you're talking like a theme park. Yeah. I'm saying, uh, that, well, you already have. See, Adam's thinking again. You Look already out.
2: have. You already have uh, Paris, right? Oh. So you uh-huh. already have Paris. We have New York. No, we just need Amsterdam I and mean, it's gonna happen it's gonna right. happen and that's true that's true I it's didn't think happen. but is that and Heineken gonna, and Heineken is like your perfect sponsor right but Big are they gonna sponsor.
5: allow they are. The weed smoking yes. at the casino yes oh my
2: gosh yes okay. because they can do whatever the fuck they want in Casino yeah. World and they're gonna they're already figuring it out and and the thing is if you think about it I mean really what is what is that? that's it that's what Amsterdam is it's weed like in hooker's weed and, and, and techno. <laughs> hookers, hooker's weed techno. <laughs>
4: hooker's
5: weed. That's techno,
4: pretty much that's repeat. all repeat. And mushrooms and, and shitty food
2: and mushrooms and repeat. Wash, repeat. Well no, I mean Adam,
5: <laughs> It's really nice in the summer oh, when I you know, go out on know, a boat. I know. It's beautiful. Boats Come how
2: on. I heard the boats are all, oh, terrible now as far as them. Everybody has to have these little medallions and they're like, I don't know. Jim's yeah. still got
5: his boat. He's got three electric boats. Talk to Willie
2: if you want to have some bad, bad <laughs> bad vibes on the boat. He's dude, the boat thing's
0: over. It's forget about oh, it he yeah.
2: said that they'll come after you remember you.
0: james Milt. oh yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah so
5: he quit his job yes. as a boat designer nice and he took his boat put an electric engine in it got oh. two more and he's doing tours and he's going to do some with dompy that are a little bit more weed oriented that's nice so, i mean no that is the thing about the name that is the thing about the
2: is if you had if you had if you had um, a boat or access to a boat in the summer it definitely made it you know yeah, that affordable. much more enjoyable um but at the same time
5: well it was also kind of the birth of the hoodlum jacket because tell it us was about so the birth. Cold. tell us about the birth the, the birth was... I, already,
2: I, I, I got everybody primed up a little bit where I was like you know I told I told everybody already that you know we have Doug and I stand on opposite ends of the of the design scale like Doug is surf guy I am secret pocket guy yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much where. and then <laughs> Doug he's all about the warmth and the like getting out of that cold ass water like I mean yeah. this guy surfs tell him about your weird surf
5: because uh, we surf in uh, Holland <laughs> which in the winter sometimes it's snowing on the <laughs> beach and then you go out in the water so I'll tell about the birth of the hoodlum jacket so <laughs> we in have your mind Ati was working for well it was her boyfriend Mark and then she made a jacket for her daughter was a baby and it was hemp on the outside and fake fur on the inside and i was just like wow that looks like a, almost like an ugg boot in a jacket and so then that's when we got her to make the first hoodlum jacket mm-hmm. and i was like okay perfect for after surfing back then i actually wasn't even surfing i was just cold because it was amsterdam in the winter and then later it became something really big for all the surfers because it's perfect for that and so the, one of the differences that it had that no other jacket had was we put the fake fur or if other people would use real fur in the arms and they say you don't do that because it makes your arms look fat, especially for ladies. But it looked good and people loved it as soon as they tried it on. So that's kind of the birth of the jacket mm-hmm. um, was just this, this really cheap, bad fake fur with hemp on the outside on a baby who later actually worked for us in our store. Which is yeah, so it's like it's a funny full circle,
2: right? And then uh, and then on top of that, we we made the, the guys version, and then we made the girls version, which was like literally shorter. Like it yeah. was like there was hardly any. Well, it was cut in. It was, it was cut a in. little bit cut in. Yeah. Our
5: jacket, our original hoodlum, looked a little bit like South Park. You know, it was just this square, simple thing <laughs> running around Amsterdam trying to make it. But the demand was there, and it didn't go away. And so we just kept making more and more of them. And I'll never forget the day. So I used to have to drive all over the place to dye the fabric, find this, get the zippers, everything. And that's – actually, this was before – it was right when we started with the jackets. We were making baseball jerseys, and then Adam called me. Dude, I got this idea.
0: I got this idea. Ah, you got
5: it. Ah. And I was just on the way to meet the girl who was doing our design, and that's when he came up with the idea for the paper dispenser, So, which is like you use the fabric around the papers. That was, and, then,
2: and that was a pretty much – I mean, it was a bite in the sense of like – uh, I took it from that puff. Oh, remember that, or that puff puff boy lounge? Remember puff oh, boy yeah. stuff? Oh, yeah, so I had they had they had sent me a shirt with a pack of Rizzlers in behind plastic, like a in case of emergency break glass mentality. And I was like, well, that's not gonna work because if you wash it, it's gonna get all fucked up. So then I cut a slit in it. And I made a paper dispenser out of it. I was like, oh, look, it's a paper dispenser, you know? Yeah. And then it was like, ooh, oh, now it's cool. And then I was like, "How oh, can?" Then I was like trying to figure it out. And then Mark and Sonny, because actually Marky B. says that he invented the paper dispenser. So no, it's like. I remember like, you calling me. <laughs> and it was kind of like. So we had this little like, well, I'm pretty sure it was that shirt. And then that. I think we, I think what
5: happened was him and I were doing it like it was one of those things it was well, like i was going to
2: and
5: then yeah i was going to when you called me and then i was i had to do get the patterns or something and uh-huh. then i sat there explaining it with you and her and mark was probably there so it was a collaboration it was no i mean
2: we give mark <laughs> 100 i mean when it came to the design because he was actually yeah. he had his own clothing he company. had to
5: do the maybe the technical end of it yeah so, and he had
2: yeah. his own clothing company called triple x clothing yeah, at the yeah, time yeah, so exactly. he was pretty much further down the rabbit hole of of wasting money how and time but, of, in the clothing industry before yeah. we could get involved like this is how you do it let me show you i'll do who it
5: did great. the logo the um, the hoodlum tell them about the logo uh, okay so um <laughs> we've thought about this too we thought about everything yeah so we were um surfers and uh we got joined by mark plattenkamp which is a kid who was surfing and he liked the jacket and then we had kind of a competition between uh Logos. Anna Marie They're came up with kinda. a snowflake here, here that was a pot leaf. Oh,
2: look! Oh, look we're Big, huh? Big
5: and, then, and then we had this this wacky uh, surfer artist named Heel mm-hmm. is his name. You remember him? Yeah, yeah. And so he kind of came up with this and then uh, redefined it. Uh, a lot of people don't know which way it looks or what so, it. Well, first of all, what the hell is it? Second so of all, which silu- way is it looking? It's a silhouette of someone looking out. And has a hoodlum jacket on now some people see the hood on one side and the face on one side, other people see it flipped the other way
2: well we we all um joked that it was a penguin f- right first until mark that and then it turned into <laughs> like. You could tell that you were just putting it in people's minds, and they were like, "Yeah, it's a penguin. I see the penguin." They didn't even see it anymore. It was like it just became because. But I did see it in the beginning. It was kind of floating. Yeah, and its arms were kind of hanging backwards, and it was. And floating. then that was
5: more emphasized because we found this photographer who's like a famous penguin photographer. And we, oh, yeah, we had a,
2: yeah yeah we had the penguin
5: thing. Yeah, and then we got him uh some what did we do? We gave him a jacket to wear mm-hmm. and he gave us stock foot, footage of these penguins. And we put we photoshopped we advertising. We guy.
2: photoshopped them wearing hoodlums cuz you know penguins oh, wow. <laughs> you know penguins <laughs> definitely <laughs> need to wear a hoodlum in the Antarctic cuz they haven't quite evolved, you know, enough blubber or whatever. But yeah, it was pretty it was definitely like cuz I we had a we have another logo which we were running with at the same time, parallelish, and that was the snowflake leaf one which in my mind was like the stronger logo because it was about winter winter and it's like we're but we're winter brand and this is where this is where the, the, the schism goes right because because doug's a surfer he is and he's a an Amsterdam surfer, this is not a normal surfer. Surfers are normally people in warm places that are out there surfing. But for some reason, Doug took the idea of Amsterdam surf as being this global thing that has covered <laughs> the entire planet. And everybody surfs in the cold weather. And so we had this kind of like, mm, I would say, like different approach from, from our way of bringing the brand down. And that's kind of where I think it was beneficial in the long run. But it was definitely um, counterproductive for us sometimes. Because that was our other big thing is that me and Doug, we, we had seed company we were doing a retail store. Now we're doing wholesale clothing, and you know it's just like in, in the list kind of going on and on and on. And of course, uh, Doug being on the guy that when we started the company it was uh, Dion, Markgraf, and me. We both worked for Sensi, yeah. So then he saw this sort of bigger picture of doing. Uh, He's more of a revolutionary, right? So his whole thing was like, and Doug and I. Interestingly, interestingly enough, like, when we first met, it was, like, we went to these meetings, like, for nothing, really. It was just, like, a meeting of, like, it was, like, being in college again. And Doug actually went to college. Obviously, I didn't go to college. <laughs> it's, it's pretty damn obvious. And, like, I was explaining before we came on the show, I was, like, we always considered Doug was, like, face, like, in the A-team. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, and, and then, uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know who we all were. But definitely, uh, Dion thought he was fucking... Uh, What's his the name? Colonel. Yeah, he would think he was, but none of us believed that. We there we was thought, no BA Baracus. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, we didn't really have no. a B. We had a BA. We, we had, B. had a we had later. We B. had a BA. No, we had a Barrick. We had a guy named Barrick <laughs> yeah. who worked for us, and he became BA Baracus. He didn't like that name. He hated that name. No, of no. course, he actually came up with the name Hempworks, though that was a yeah, good one. Yeah, he, I remember that. He came up with the name Hempworks. So, we, uh, But in general, uh, when we started the company, it was like Doug actually went to college, and he was. Took the worst major he could, which was real estate, for right before the finance, bubble. Yeah. Or finance, right before the bubble in eighty seven, or was it or no, ni- Oh yeah, later, whatever. But 90, I think it was ninety two. I graduated ninety
5: one, something like.
2: And that. then you were on your way to uh, back back to Austria because yeah. you'd already been there
5: right yeah I was in Austria as a chef after working for NBC in Barcelona during when the dream team was there and all that which was really oh, cool.
2: dream know,
5: uh, team and the boxing venue and gave I up just, the
2: dream team to start
5: this new dream so Team. so then we yeah we got the job to do the high times cannabis cup and so that's when we opened the first hemp store in Europe and we did the, the what we spoke about earlier with the judging and so when we first started, we were in this big building called the CIA, Cannabis in Amsterdam. You can see Adam with the T-shirt on. And I remember that we, we, I was talking about Hits from the bond with uh, Be Real. And so he actually put on our T-shirt and wore it on stage. And, was, and back then, man, he was jumping around and singing. And I'm like,
0: I made it. You know, I was like, this <laughs> nice. is going to be
5: on the front page of the newspaper. They're coming to the store tomorrow. I'm ready. We've got T-shirts. but they're not like americans like the dutch are super different man it was like like in america they'd be like what's that t-shirt everyone would want it right and he was giving us shout outs everything you know we were like when he would come around the side like say this say cia okay he does right okay we got it right next day not one person came Uh,
2: we're like that for everything like even when i when i did my latest um did the latest keynote speech and it was about hemp and I pulled up our Forbes article, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. That's exactly how I started it. I was like, look, look at this, 1996. This is literally 21 years ago. You could have a, you could have a baby from this <laughs> point on, and, and it'd be ready to come out to the bar with you. We didn't make a dime
5: on that fucking article. Like well, we no, but that was, what was interesting about that was So this, don't think you made it once you get into some yeah, major that's, thing. Like that's, you, it the don't work mean, is there it, no matter what. It doesn't matter. few add. people get lucky, but... Uh, Forbes magazine, they sent over a guy, and he was doing it about prostitution, I think, in the, oh, and, and also um, and how the the approach that the Dutch do to cannabis, and we happen to be the hemp store, and so it was just funny because all of a sudden there's a picture in Forbes magazine with me and Adam, like a pretty big picture, like huge, was, page, whole page, whole page. Yeah, and it gave a little bit, and then the guy writes me in a letter, and he's like, "I'm sorry, we, it got edited down. I didn't get to put a lot on the store, but for us, it was great." And then the guy got fired because it was, they got more negative response to that Forbes article than but do you they remember ever got. Do
2: you remember who it
5: was? Yeah, I've got his, I've got his letter. Even Richard. Richard
4: Tr- do you know? Uh, he's,
2: he's, he's the number one. Uh, he's like one of the number one
5: best-selling
2: authors now. He's Really? He's huge.
5: Oh, cool. He's such a nice guy. He wrote us a letter. And uh, now I have to
2: remember <laughs> his name because it's like. I have it uh, on the wall. He wrote, he, he did the um, Botany of Desire, uh, Pollock. Okay. Yeah, so he's literally like written the most like people like, oh my God, Michael Pollan. Michael Pollan yeah, so he's, he was, that was one of the, fr- like, yeah, that was, fr- and he sent us that article, that, that letter, which was like, sorry guys, they fucked up. And it's like such a cool letter. Yeah. We actually framed it for a while. There yeah, no, that. I saw it good framed. Yeah, so it. that was actually like the, the first interview we ever had, like by a real professional sort of person. And all of a sudden later, when I'm looking on, like, if you look up Michael Pollan now,
0: it's like wow, this guy's—he's oh, doing cool. TED talks Did everywhere. He get, like a Pulitzer or something for Omnivore's I, Dilemma. Yeah,
2: yeah, he got a Pulitzer Prize, and he's like award-winning author, and just like kills it. Like, he, and he's—he's he's a food guy too. Okay. So his whole deal is like he's really a foodie, and he's getting to the bottom of all that kind of stuff. So yeah, he was—he was like, for me, out of all the people who've ever interviewed me, I'm like that guy is. Top of my fucking list of like, I'm so glad that actually happened.
5: So what what did happen in our favor was when Snoop Dogg wore a jacket on MTV. Back then, MTV was huge. You know, people used to watch it not just for (laughs) the
2: people used to watch it.
0: You know, people. You know that it usually (laughs) actually be about (laughs) music.
5: Well, not just teenagers. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, So it was Snoop Dogg traveling around uh, Europe. And he happened to be in Amsterdam and get a hoodlum from us. And it was cold as fuck. And it was cold. So and he had it like so. He was literally dancing in our jacket on the streets of Paris, I think, in one yeah. shot. And then he's in Berlin in another shot. That one really worked. It did. That, that one, one was like because Snoop was huge, you know, he still is. Well, he's pretty I, big these days too. So yeah, yeah. It's yeah.
2: still it's one of those things where it it definitely resonated for the longest time, yeah. and it sticks in most people's minds. Like there's a lot of people who don't know much about us, but they do know. That we got a jacket to Snoop at one point, <laughs> like that, a bulletproof jacket at that. Uh,
5: that that was later. Yeah, when we made him a. Oh, yeah, first flesh. it was just that free oh. one. First it
2: was the white one, and on MTV when he was doing it too, he like it was a couple. We had some classic shots like. Him getting, like, with his hair out when it yeah. was just ridiculous, you know what I mean? Gigantically, like, brushed out, dancing, like he was saying, and, like, cruising around and going and buying Mickey D's and going, or, like, dancing in the car and fucking <laughs> buying McDonald's and thinking, All like, in our Woo! jacket was great. And it was like, oh, man, every <laughs> single shot, wearing the jacket. And people just started calling and calling. And, yeah, it was definitely... And we
5: were actually talking last night about something else that we did, which was Adam created, was the Video Bong Hits. the trichrome challenge the trichrome challenge yes and so mo would be doing the music in the background we had this chair and then we had this map of amsterdam in the back and it was in a quiet little corner and so they could choose the music and we had like guys from what the beastie boys house of pain Mm -hmm. uh willie nelson uh woody harrelson you name it we all had them doing video bong hits
2: yeah and it was you know the thing is when we were doing it too it
5: was like it brought everyone in it,
2: it was like kind of hard to ask people to videotape them smoking weed in that time cuz now everyone don't give a fuck, you know, like, eh, whatever, bro. But at that time it was like and the funny part is, is that even though it was hard to get people to do it, they all kind of had this like it was like they got their cherry broke and stuff. like, "Yeah, that was pretty cool." Yeah, like, you know, they're, you part, of the, they're, they're part of the now they're Now yes. they're part, you know what I mean? They actually they went to Amsterdam, they stood right in front of a camera and
4: did a ball. It was
2: it was a lot of that and it was um, you know, it was like funny because we didn't have any editings at all. So it was just like shot to shot to shot to shot to shot. And for me, the even funnier part when I actually watched it, when I could watch it <laughs> more recently was the music in the background was interesting because it was like oh, it was all all this different hip hop. And it was like, you could tell like three different people were like on the same track and then they would skip to another one. It would go back and I'd be like, Oh yeah, I remember. And like, it would bring me back to the moment because yeah. of the music com- combined with everything. But yeah, we had misty rain, and we had like people, you know, doing topless bong hits, and that was like whoa. <laughs> then everybody wanted to see that. We had girls <laughs> fucking blowing back into it because they didn't know what they were doing. And I drank shooting. a little bong water on mine. <laughs> shooting. while we had one guy with snots coming oh, out yeah. of his nose and up. <laughs> Eagle Bill. Oh yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah. There's another guy. He, did the, the neep, neep, neep.
5: he did the. Oh yeah, yeah, he
2: did, yeah. He did the one flew over the cuckoo's nest or whatever. No, or oh, uh, no. easy rider. Oh, easy rider That's right. Yeah, scene. yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah, <laughs>
2: and uh, you know we had them all we had them all come through and you know early 90s were pretty bad here and everybody was really excited to be there you know and that was one of the things we talked about last night too again we touched on so many things but Eagle Bill if anybody out there listens to the show came to Amsterdam in the early 90s up until the mid 2000s I think he was there when did he die like 2008 Oof. or something like that or, it's, been a while. it's been a while it's been about at least 5, 6 years 7 years but uh, I was working at Sensi at the time when he first arrived, and so I see this guy with a giant cane, with a giant, like, walking stick, come, like... Like an with, Indian. Yeah, like, and he comes in, he's got, like, one bum leg, and he kind of rolls in, and he's like, oh, hallelujah, I'm at the mother, I'm at the motherland, you know, and he comes in, and he's kissing the floor at the store, and I'm oh, like, shit. can I help you, sir, you know what I mean? And he was just like, oh, man, and he started going off, and I knew within, like, 10 minutes that this guy was going to get eaten alive in Amsterdam. Like He was talking to everybody. I was like, you can't talk to everybody about... Well, you know, they, you know, they, you once even,
5: they get to know you, then they're much more open but they're not the type that you just... They're not like Americans.
2: And so, so he, he kind of came in and was like... Going off. And so I was like, you can come stay at my house because I don't even think you'll make it to the... You get to that hotel they're going to be like, dude, this guy was nuts. And so he ended up being like a ambassador to vaporizing and it was like one of those things where in people's mind there's like a
5: lot of people who think he like invented it Uh,
2: there's all sorts of bullshit out there there. and i'll be like
5: no i'm pretty sure i remember no i remember exactly Uh, Yeah, it was this uh, guy from santa cruz (laughs) this little mousy guy And Uh and back then you know a lot of growers were a lot quieter you know they would actually come out of themselves when they were in amsterdam but some of them kept to themselves and uh, this guy, I remember, because he had a bong, and he had two screens, and somehow he attached them, and he was going to do the hemp milk or something mm-hmm. with that girl. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we had a, a paint stripper, and then, and then we started doing it with the right pipe. And then Eagle Bill was like, oh, my God, it this was is all, my car. It climbing. was all about
2: the bowl, having the right size bowl, right. distance from the weed, and to be able to fit that paint stripper inside of it, which that was, that was it. it. was The whole secret was in that part.
5: Well, no, they would just—it was remote. The the paint strip that's was still just like a fins, yeah, It was fitting but there. you had to hold the bud in there because it would blow away. So you needed two screens, mm-hmm. and that's what I remember. And then so then Eagle Bill's like, "Oh, come in, and I'm just like, and he was like burning himself and everything. Yeah, uh, I remember. And then I, I had I, to like,
2: I remember Doug kicking him out. That's what I remember. I remember, him, get out of here, old man. You're gonna <laughs> that, burn down the place. Cause no, he was, I, like, was just like,
5: go get your own pipe. I'd already just taken him on a day tour of all the cops, So I was doing. The, for high times, I was mapping out the coffee shops because Amsterdam, what I figured out was that it's really easy to get lost there. Now, you're a stoner in wintertime. So what's the most important thing is to have a good map of the city with the coffee shops that you're going to. So I had mapped out the whole city and like done little previews of the coffee shops so people could see a picture of the outside of the coffee shop, what they were entering, and their judge book. So then when Eagle Bill came, he was like, great, so I got to take him around and him being who he was, like, hey, you guys, are the greatest! I'm gonna start this. Oh my gosh! So that was after a full day of this guy. He's a great guy, but you know he can be a little bit much. Well, that's the thing. he was over. He was definitely. Uh, so I just wanted him to go get his own pipe on his own, and then he could come back, and then I'll teach you. But until you had the right pipe, you're just gonna burn your fingers, you know. So then he did, and then he and about ten other people all invented the vaporizer. But I was like with guys, I remember the guy that taught us. I don't know if he invented it.
2: No. All I know no, is I remember the first
0: guy that I ever I, saw I do it. I remember the first ones like the little desktop was there was just a little SARN Yeah, well that was that, that was converted. when they actually
2: manufactured one. This is like still at that point in time where you had to like understand what you're trying to do first of all, then have the right tools to do it, which would be get a glass blower to make you this one piece. Right, you need get the paint stripper. Right... You gotta know that you gotta have all that kind of uh, lined up. And then what happened with Eagle Bill is that he had this one giant sort of huge blown glass thing where he would, you know, uh, get you to come do it and you'd stand there and take it. And it was like a lot of times for people, it was the first time ever. And what I, what, what we all figured out as, as smokers is that we don't really like vaporizers like pretty quickly. Like it was like we did it. We did it for like maybe a month. Yeah. And after that, we we're like, Meh, we're all over it. Because first of all, you have all this weed everywhere, like all this half burnt weed kind of like filling up trays and things and whatever and we don't what are we gonna do with it i don't know nobody would, you know he couldn't really throw it away because it's like whatever
5: but you don't so ever do it now that something yeah. just reminded me because now that dabs are so popular mm-hmm. the first dab that i ever saw were or oh. similar is yeah. this old kind of squirrely guy that came out of the king shell. of thc he called himself right and yeah. he came with these little tiny vials that mm-hmm. looked like a uh, tiny toothpaste It was like yeah. an ambusol right and we like and a, he was like i've got this thing and i'm coming yeah. out and they're going to be $10,000 each and whatever And we're like yeah whatever dude. And then he had a burning ember and he had a but it was either glass or metal pen.
2: Uh, it was glass I think he yeah. actually had a glass and he little would flipped over put a little goo on it
5: and then we had a glass uh tube and then he put it over the burning ember and yeah. to me that was the first dab was, I ever saw. It was saw. the first dab. 93.
2: Yeah, 93 and yeah. it was
5: um the funny part about it is he And we knocked out Rob Clark. Yeah, and then Rob and <laughs> Rob he and, was yeah. like so excited. Yeah. He did one too many. All of a sudden we look and there's Rob falling backwards. (laughs)
0: So like literally knocked him out. And that was the
5: first time he said ever. He was fine. Well the crazy part
2: too is that like that guy, I mean he was definitely one of those people who was a slight soul sucker a little bit. Like he he really wanted you to he wanted you to tell him you're higher than you've ever been in your life. That's all he wanted. Like, if he could get you to say that, because he'd ask you over and over again, are you higher than you've ever been in your life? I'd be like, no way, man. Hit me again. <laughs> and so he like he kind of got, like, I was his challenge, you know what I mean? He had to, like, but I, but I remember distinctly when we, the first time he came, it was so good.
5: It was BHO, right? It was I mean, BHO. B- B- like, it was but B- super B- strong. It was BHO, B- but he didn't tell anybody. It was clear, and we didn't know what the hell, how he did and, it. And, and, it,
2: and it, I mean, it was a little amber, and it still yeah. had the goop. But it was the funny part about it was it had a real mango kind of background to it, yeah. like a really nice, like, "Ooh, that tastes amazing!" Right? And then the second time he came, like a year later, he had I some don't remember funky that. shit. Because I remember, I don't. he gave me some, and I was all, "This is not the same thing." But what was also funny was that Rob Clark. I remember sitting in a room with that guy, me, Rob, and a few other people. We had Watson, Rob, me, and, like, two other people, and we were drilling this guy, like, I okay, so hard. how'd you make this? Is it? And we asked him, is it a solvent? He said no, which lied right out of the yeah. gate, right? So he lied right out of the gate. So we're like, okay. And, he, like, Rob's like, is it hexane? Is it this? Is it that? He's, like, trying everything, and we never said butane because none of us thought of butane. And so it was like he he was telling the truth In but a he, way, yeah. he lied right out of the gate by saying it wasn't a solvent to begin with it was like it is a solvent. maybe it's not a normal solvent that you're used to using but it's a solvent and so that guy 100 was if not the guy he was, was the first i ever he saw he was the, that was 93 yeah so. he was definitely one of the guys because yeah. it was like and then by by it 90, took a long time by 96 by 96 we had the honeybee yeah but then nobody really nobody purged nobody understood the purging all they understood was double boil purge you know simple Mm -hmm. make it stop but nobody did any kind of vacuum purging and it kind of like i think because there was no there was no rigs yet at that point so there was no way to smoke it and you remember like when we were trying to figure out how to smoke all this stuff like we had like um made a bowl i made a bowl that had no hole at the bottom but had two holes on the side at the top so you could go in uh, and put basically what i was we had a, the fedor. remember the fedors? yeah but his
5: technique was great oh yeah that with that first America, oh I know. it was crazy it was like this clear amber that we never seen anything well right. what he
2: did was he used a sewing needle or a knitting needle he had a knitting so, ne- a long he had a knitting one. needle yeah. and he put a
5: little bit on the edge of a, nib, a and then needle. you had to hold your tube at the, right above the burning ember and the
2: ember was uh, a yeah. same charcoal that you use in a in a hookah so uh, it's a hookah yeah. charcoal yeah. On self-igniting it, on a, yeah, on a plate. Yeah, on a so plate. The, wait till it's it, nice and gray, <laughs> and then you'd hold the pipe over skip. it, and he would drop the dab, basically, onto the hot ember. Boom! No, th- no,
5: he kept it on the end of the needle. Yeah, and then just brought it close enough. Yeah, it would melt. It was oh, get yeah, up and yeah. touch it. Just and like, then, it the smoke would just start coming up.
2: And you know? uh, yeah, and so, so in a way, it was like, for sure, the beginning of that whole thing. And 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 we had characters upon. Characters. I mean, the thing about us is
0: we. We created a space that literally was Attracted. like a, a beacon was going out into the world. You had mentioned the, the, the map thing. Like Adam has mentioned this before, like a prehistoric weed maps thing. But wasn't it like going on continually and not just in relation to cups and stuff? No, there yeah, was, well, was actually well, the map, an English the map. map. The, you mean I'm talking about the map in the beginning? The, pin, the pinpoint. Yeah, oh, the, right,
5: right. So what we did, we had, did, we had two maps. Because that was our whole thing is that it's so easy to get lost in Amsterdam. Especially trying to find coffee shops. So A friend, how of, our, can a friend we... of ours
0: made a thing
2: called Get Lost Amsterdam.
5: Yeah, you know? exactly. And, but so we had two maps. We had the one which was an old historical map of Amsterdam, which was behind the video bong hit where, where you're getting filmed when you did the video bong hit. And then we printed up. We went to like the, the copy center and printed color as big as we could. And then we pinned where all the coffee shops were. Because that's what you just see people in Amsterdam. They're all lost. And we did you yeah. know
2: we pinned all the ones that we
5: thought were good and then yeah. we would
2: call some of those and check. In the beginning we were like, all right, we were, we're gonna go to every single one and we're gonna like figure out what they have on the menu. And the funny part about it too is that you know, now it's just like pick up your phone, you go to yeah. there was like weed no internet. But there was mean. no internet, you know what I mean? So we were like yeah. it's like it's kind of the same. Like I'll be standing at a weed maps party and I'll be like oh, I invented weed maps. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, I invented weed maps. They're like, what are you talking about? And I was like, well, I had a big map and I had coffee shops on it and I would tell people where to go. And you and then, it
0: and you and find and weed. And then people <laughs> would go and buy weed at the shop. So it's pretty much the
2: same service, just like 30 or 25 years earlier. But, but in general, yeah, we, we kind of touched a lot. And I mean, we, we put
5: the, where the good munchies, the falafel place or whatever was also. Well, it was
2: also an extension of the fact that when we did the cup, like part of the deal was we created a map in the book
5: yeah. and then
2: we had like, you know we tried to like steer people to the right places if they're gonna because we already know it's a fucking shit show you're gonna walk around you're gonna be like not know where you're going and you're not gonna realize that there's a mayo's falafel right there you could have yeah. just got yourself a <laughs> falafel and it would have made you get to the next spot but yeah a lot of that stuff was like because there was a lot because there was no internet and it was imagine if you had forethought about what was going to come out and just sort yeah. of like stuck on the one of those stupid things like like Like, weed maps, all those things, they all sell for outrageous amounts of money, and they have no physical product, you know what I mean? And we've been the opposite. We've had a physical product in retail store, you know what I mean? We tried the hard way. Now you're concentrating mostly on wholesale, which is obviously the better way to do it, because retail is dead. But I think it's coming back, because I think what's happening is people are now getting so disassociated with shopping that they're just like, dude, I... You know, there's this thing where you go in and you can like look at stuff, yeah, and you're exactly. like, "That's called a store, dude." You're like, <laughs> well, I thought Whoa. it was a museum. Amazon's opening up a whole bunch of them. I'm like, I know, isn't that crazy? Like, so now Amazon <laughs> is opening up stores because they have fucking fucked up all the stores out there because yeah. people don't know how to shop anymore because they're like, oh, so they Ahh. tore them down and then yeah. they build them
5: up themselves. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah so yeah. now well, you're gonna have I Amazon. How yeah. clever!
2: Right? I mean, so so Amazon may. Reintroduce the like, concept of shops, but I think a lot of it's now going to be based on experiences at the stores more than. And, we, and that was the thing about us being in Amsterdam is that we always just assumed like everything's an experience. You know, what I mean, you come into our store, we'd have a ten-foot-tall weed plant out front. You know, for as long yeah. as we could until the cops it disallowed the, us for the. 10th time told us we couldn't do it first you know we just like whatever no we we
5: actually got a permit to have a plant out front and since Mm -hmm. a hemp plant is legal Mm -hmm. we had this hemp plant in front of the shop it was great it drew so many people and it was also I told the police when they kept coming I said it's very educational because we had like hey this is hemp it's industrial hemp you can read about it right there with the plant and the cops that would come and give us you know like hey you have to take that down I'm like dude read about it you know get some education so that you know the difference between the two plants, you should know the difference. You're a cop, so you know it was. We like, get like
2: one cool cop, we'd be like, eh, "It's okay," right. and, then and then we'd have the one asshole cop. No. And mine. then <laughs> when I
5: went to renew the permit, they never gave it to us. So that was kind of a bummer.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, again, like the the highs and lows of running a retail yeah.
5: spot in the dam. You know
2: what I mean? And 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 you know, part of the uh, part you could never get out. You're in the grind. There is that. It is like such a predictable place like your seasons you're like oh it's wait a minute is it Easter weekend coming up well there's going to be five million Italians rolling (laughs) into town and it's also very like because everybody has the same they have their holidays at different times so like you have the the French are on holiday at this this part of the month and then the Italians are at that part of the month and then and And, uh, and none of those are our customers our customers were always Americans like pretty much from the beginning it was like we were there to buy and sell for Americans, to Americans, from Americans. You know what I mean? It was like I was selling glass, which was too expensive for any, you know, foreigner. Like, what? $500 for a glass pipe? They'd be like, it's outrageous. You know what I mean? And so we're selling, like, heady glass, uh, mushrooms, which this was one of those things where— uh, you know, in the beginning, we didn't plan on selling mushrooms, but right. it was offered to us and we're like, yeah, we should probably do that. Yeah. And, uh, in the end, there was a time period where that was just
5: gangbusters.
2: I yeah, mean, it was great. nuts. And then, <laughs> and then, well, they went
5: from, uh, it was legal to sell dry mushrooms and then they changed it to only live mushrooms cause it fell into a different category, but that's harder to, uh, measure the dosage. So that was a bit like, ugh, and they they only lasted a week. You had to keep them in the fridge it wasn't as nice as when it was uh, the dry mushrooms because it's a it's a more steady dosage for people. They're not legal here in Colorado, are they?
2: What's no, that? Mushrooms? No, no. no. Oh. As only uh, I mean, you no. Know, there's the psychedelic thing's coming. I think that's going to be the next like reality check where everybody's like, "Well, they lied about the weed. And <laughs> this is all making us lots of money, and everybody seems to be fine, and the schools are getting built, and the roads are getting fixed, and." What about all this other stuff? Because I mean, the thing is that with mushrooms, it's natural. It's, it's better not, than the and, synthetic. And it's not so. about the party side of mushrooms at all. It's literally, it's more medical. Party
0: than the, mushrooms? No, that never happens. No, no. no,
2: but it isn't. It isn't really like that. Isn't even the like that was the thing about Amsterdam is that no one ever got out of that mode. Like when we first heard Stevie D come in, and we were like, oh, I got to medicate. We were like, what? what? Like, <laughs> like meta? Who? What? You mean? Oh, you mean get high? No, 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 medicate because. Cali understood that they needed to go in that direction if they wanted to get it accepted. Holland always would be like, you guys just want to do get high. And this is it's very hard to get out of that sort of world. But with mushrooms, what's the crazy part about it is is now everybody's looking at it from a much different point of view. Like if you have PTSD, which there's a shitload of people out there with PTSD, and you have maybe once every six months just a mild dose. You don't even need to get really high. It like rewires your shit and makes you like deal with those things so much better and like so many other people have like uh you know brain trauma and shit like that migraines and knock a migraine yeah like migraines and those cluster headaches and shit like that that are like have no cure for it they give them a little bit of mushrooms and then boom so you can understand so so i could see enough people proving those conditions because that's where it's like you know 20 years ago, we would all have been like, medical, medical, you know what I mean? But right. now we understand and we can defend it 100% because we've seen it work, you know what I mean? Like, looks CBDs, there's a kid having seizures, boom, give him a, rub it on his feet, you know what I mean? Like, not even in his mouth, just yeah. rub it on his foot and all of a sudden he stops having seizures. You're like, all right, if that doesn't fucking tell you that that's some medicine, nothing yeah. will, right? And with mushrooms, sort of the same thing. You get somebody who's like,
5: can't work and they got cluster headaches and they. Well, also you see this you know the pharmaceuticals and the addiction to that and mm-hmm. crystal meth it's like pff, come on you know, well that was like,
2: the one good thing about Holland is that they were so anti like farmies like yeah, the whole exactly. time when we lived there that there was no chance
0: of getting hooked on pharmaceuticals there yeah. because
2: you couldn't even like get to them. He was like, "Nope, we got a lot of legal drugs
0: here. We, got, we don't have any of this." It's definitely an American things. Like, oh I think yeah, we're, America. The statistic is we're five percent of the world's population, but eighty percent of Obvious. the opiate use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's
2: nuts, right? So I mean, um, and and that's the thing that I loved about living in the dam was that it was a direct, like, do you want to do heroin? no because look at all these fuckheads that are around you know what i mean the right in because they weren't trying to hide it it was just there you know what i mean and you dealt with it so many times that you could well and that
5: was the advantage that holland has always had is that when they made uh, marijuana more legal the the amount of heroin addicts went down whereas in other neighboring countries uh, like france and germany the heroin addiction is much higher than Holland. so it really proved that by making weed legal, that it would have a lot less people on heroin, which is, you know, a much better situation. And nowadays, you don't see junkies.
2: Yeah. No, it's like New York style, yeah. where they're like, where did all the junkies go? They have billboards
5: out in New York, because it's just like,
2: the
4: fuck? There's no flavor. <laughs> not the no, same anymore. No flavor.
2: We need some flavors out of here. <laughs> but the, uh, you know, the scary part about those situations, though, are is like back in the day, you felt that there was... Um, you know, that Holland did have some sort of a heart and some sort of, a like, you know, they were cool. Like, remember our buddy, the, um, the redheaded headed uh, homeless guy that would always come in and give him a jacket every year? Oh, yeah, yeah, And he'd get arrested, and then he'd come back all cleaned up and, you know, go back into his thing for another couple. And about every three <laughs> weeks he gets arrested and dragged out. But the thing is that that guy kind of, like, was my connection to realizing that it was getting worse and worse there. Like that was like around 2008
5: when he was, when I, right before I left, he was, Or oh, like, there's a guy and he's still there. He, he puts a plant on his head. Oh, the plant head guy. Yeah. Adam would give him a cutting <sighs> and he'd walk around town with a plant on his head a cutting.
2: That was his, that was his shtick. His shtick was to walk around. The guy had really, really
5: good balance, like amazing balance. I mean, you have all these characters, you have a few transvestites, you know, like really badly oh, okay. done. There's the guy that he rollerblades in a, uh, string in a g-string in the middle of winter
2: and covers himself oh, in wow. silver paint yeah <laughs> oh dude
0: the dude in new orleans the silver paint guy no. he, he was arrested for a murder like back in no. like the 70s or some shit this just happened really anyway silver on guy gentle note yeah the other silver guy <laughs> yeah
2: well no remember the toast of the town idea we had years ago no. we never did it but just to get to uh, interview all the homeless people take photos of them and make like a toast of the town because it's like <laughs> you, you get to know all these people you know yeah. what i mean and it's like uh they all have a story, so it'd be yeah. actually kind of cool to get their real story. Uh, what happened to uh, my my uh, <laughs> the biggest fan there? What's her name? So Sylvia. 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 the old old lady, Sylvia.
5: Oh, you mean Italian?
2: No, oh, no, uh, no, the other, the, she was uh, she was super old, she looked like a troll, and she ran around <sighs> town and she knitted everybody's shit, and she like. Like, I think I saw her the other uh, day. If she's still alive, she, I actually thought about this one homeless lady. I was like, that lady, because she had this thing for dudes with long hair, Uh-oh. and she was a South African, and she, but she didn't think she wasn't like after you. She thought of you as like her slave. Like it was weird. Like I met her, and I was hanging out at the show at this shop, and I was giving her money, like oh, you ever five euros or whatever here and there. And at one point, she's like, Could you go with me to this place and pick up some stuff? I'm like, Oh, yeah, sure. So I went there to pick it up. And then she was introducing me to her people, and I was kind of like, Wait a minute. You don't, like, you don't think I'm like, going to do this for you every day. Because like, the next day, she's like, oh, and, and now, now we tomorrow, need to yeah. And then I was like, no, 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 no. I'm backing out of this deal right here. And then about a week later, I saw her with a guy who looked almost exactly like me. So I was like, I think that's her thing. It's like long-haired, dark guys oh, yeah. are her like, little slave well, boys. I, and I, I I get, know, that was weird.
5: I got hunted down by every older woman who wanted to start some kind of hemp thing. You know? So everyone has a hemp idea it's like they're like oh they meet me and they think like okay this is my chance (laughs) and it's like oh i've got this great idea and i'm always like okay uh uh-huh you know i'm sure there's an idea or two out there that's pretty good but mostly they're not and then it's like oh and then they tell you the the idea finally i'm like listen i'm not going to steal your idea what is it and then they tell you the idea and you're like oh no here we go and could you just do it all for me and I just want to go out on a boat but and sail. I still
2: have it now, like when we do trade shows. Yeah. And at the end of the show, someone will come up to me, and they'll be like, hi, my name is Martha. What should I do? I'm like, what? Like, that's it? That's all you're going to ask me? There's an absolutely zero? Like, you have n-? I was like, well, what do you do? Like, oh, and then, you know, well, I take care of senior citizens. And I'm like, okay, so you need to figure yeah. out what's those senior citizens need that's hemp or weed yeah, related exactly. you need to like <laughs> deliver them because that's your specialty is old people right now. You shouldn't step <laughs> out of your lane. You know what I mean? And that's the, the weird part is that there's a lot of people that think they want to get into this industry, but the part of getting in the industry is having a passion for it in the first place. Cause if we weren't about weed this whole time, we would have yeah. definitely gone nuts. Cause you know, even when you're with your people, you go nuts, right? I mean, you're like, oh my God, what is wrong with these, ah, it's like so hard. But at the end of the day, when you are passionate about it, it don't it doesn't matter. You can deal with it. You know, you're like whatever. Between the two of us, that was the thing. I think that's the reason why we worked as a partner is that I dealt with the weirdos. Yeah, way he can better. He can like, spend all day. Like I could, I'd, <laughs> I'd want to get information out of these guys and figure out what they're all about. You know what I mean? And Doug would have like, I'm out of here. No, because also I had
5: to run around to make the jackets. I mean, we literally made them in Amsterdam. The first jackets were made with. Uh, muslim ladies who didn't really leave their homes except to go to the grocery store and sew them in their homes so i just have to go get the fabric lock the ends uh dye the fabric get the thread do it all bring it every so i'm running around all the time and then luck like, so adam could talk to all the all the interesting types <laughs> a little bit longer more than me yeah and then i we learned a few techniques like uh Damn. one was like ah, you know, you get talking and someone's really going. And you already told them, look, I got five, ten minutes and it's going longer. And it's like, oh, parking ticket. I got to go run out to the car to park it. That was the number one excuse. Oh yeah, Because everyone understands that, right? You know, like, oh, shit, I don't want to get a ticket. So that was my way out.
4: But the interesting part, too,
2: though, <laughs> is that at the end of the day, like, people who um, would be my friends but then end up hanging out with Doug. And then it was like we had to sometimes transitions where... You know, they're I'm too stony for certain guys. They end up like all of a sudden to gravitate towards Doug and then the other way around. We had, uh, we had like like Guy is a good example. You know, yeah, Guy's yeah. a good friend of mine. We used to work on boats together, but in the end him and Doug became better
5: friends. I was yeah, I was best man at his wedding. Best man at his wedding. <laughs> See, I,
2: I got I got demoted. I'm like yeah, I thought I was your buddy. <laughs> but you know, it was like uh you know that was a. That, it's always very good to have a good partner in in your industry, a business partner. You know? Like be clear about that. Yes, yes. It, it, it's business part, business. But uh, no, it is it is like the. Um, but it's also funny because if I work with other people and they're like, I got to talk to my partner. I'm like, ah, that's that's a no. You know what <laughs> I mean? That's a guaranteed no. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, um, you should be always watching each other's backs and kind of keeping things. You know, keeping things moving, and that's that's been a, a struggle as far as the. Uh, now we're we're expanding in a sense as yeah. far as, you know, America's opening up. Let's bring Julian into the discussion because okay. otherwise he's just going to be like, man, that was the <laughs> easiest interview I ever did. I didn't say one word. But, I, but, I, you know, I can do the intro here. Yeah, so when I left, when I left, um, there was a vacuum, right? I mean, literally, it's pretty hard. That was one of the reasons that it was hard to leave Amsterdam is that I couldn't imagine how someone else could take over what we were doing because it was all so you know fragmented in my head in his head yeah. not written down anywhere where we both have it and we can both say like you know okay yeah i agree on you that it was understand. like it was like no it was like everybody did what they could do wore many hats so um after i left i got always always hearing about julian julian this julian <laughs> that julian this julian that and uh but interestingly enough it's kind of like um it takes it's good when you're not maybe on, in each other's worlds and and you're just kind of like Cooperating in different ways, so like genetics-wise, when when people comes new comes from TH seeds, people ask me about it, yeah. assuming that I'm part of it and right. doing it, and I'm like, well, you
0: that's are actually because the, the genetics.
2: Uh, sure, and but, but at the end of the day, I'm like, well, actually, the work is getting done. Uh, in spain and it's not getting done by me so you know it's like one of those like we need to you need to talk to them so this is a cool opportunity for bring it together to yeah. bring it all together on the show and also for other people to understand who's in the in the in the team so bring
5: it away doug show us who this okay. julian guy is so i was at the high times cannabis cup when it was at that the the what was that? the roost that was it uh-huh. And Massimo works for us. Some, the Spanish call him Maximo. And he's this really lively Italian guy who's really passionate about weed. He's like, dog, dog, bloody hell. Cat, so come here. And he's got this really great accent, you know. And he's like the perfect person to be working in your booth because he speaks every language. And he's passionate about weed. So it's like the perfect guy, you know, because you get people from all over the world. That was always the great attraction of the High Times Cannabis Cup in Amsterdam is it's so international. You know you got people from Japan from all over the world, so he's like, "Oh my God, this guy grew out uh sage from regular seeds and come smell it so I just was like oh, wow and and the- and this is Julian right here, he's sitting right next this to us he's right here <laughs> and, and since he's uh French, I was like, Well, we call it la sage, you know because French is the sage, and so I was like, okay. Very good, Doug. Very good, <laughs> very, very, good. very good. <laughs> so it's not L.A. Sage. It has nothing to do with I Los know, Angeles. I know, Le Pew. <laughs> yes. So anyways, uh, I said, okay, can you actually, there's going to be this bio cup, which was going to be judged by uh, Howard Marks, Mr. Nice, Shanti Baba, a few other people. And can you enter? Because we, like you said, there was a vacuum. We didn't have much going on. And we needed to start entering contests again because it had been a long time since we'd done that. We knew we had good genetics, but the only people growing it out were the people that had bought our seeds. So he had bought the seeds from us, grew it out, and so it was actually an entry from Paris. Mm-hmm. And so our first competition, uh, we won first place with it. So let me, let, let's give it to Julian.
2: <laughs>
6: give it to Julian. Come on. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> from this guy, I derived. Yes. So we had Paris to Barcelona to yeah. give the entry. Stay close to the mic because okay. you guys... So you it was really... We'll it. it. sounds better. really dangerous for us to enter this gap. Yes. At the end, we win, so... Yeah. Well, yeah, it's and on top of that,
2: on top of that, it's like, uh, you know, it's great when it's seeds coming from... Then it's, it's, it's there's no, like, oh, it's the one selected out of 10,000 cuttings. It's like, you know, you... You had limited selection. Yeah, there so 20 seats. we did our job. Just two you, pack of 10. So, yeah, so we, did, you know, we did our job up to a certain point, but at that point, it's like really down to the skill of the grower. And you were telling me that everybody was like after his ass. Dude. Yeah, they yeah. All were it, like, oh, he's the best. Yeah, know. yeah. <laughs> and well,
5: what happened is we, we followed it up with, okay, when's the next competition? I think the next one was in rune, the Expo Grow. And I think we made uh, four entries, and we won like four awards. Right. So we won first place in the social clubs, f- number first place. And we won second place, second place, first. We're like, wow, mm-hmm. this is a, like a winning formula. And to pull it pull full circle with Lesage, uh, recently there was an, a memory of Howard Marks' cup in Mallorca, right? That, yes, Bef- we Not have going. the
6: episode with the Act Times, too. Oh, yes. You can say
5: Oh yeah, we Here. scored very high THC, but we don't want to go there <laughs> with the high times thing. We didn't win, uh, uh, but it was strange because we had yeah. beaten out Tangi, and then all together. of a sudden we didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then but let's go to the positive parts. And so then at the uh, Majorca Cup, we entered Lasage in memory of Howard Marks, which he judged the first time it won, mm-hmm. and we win first place mm-hmm. again. And it's Ooh, a really cool trophy. No politics involved there? So like <laughs> like,
2: hey, this no. is actually... No,
5: no, no, no. They didn't even know. No. Okay. No, no, no. no, no, no. It was no, blind no. testing. No. Okay. And then... What? And it's
6: not the big, big event. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, yeah.
5: No, it's, it's always
2: nice when it's yeah. like small enough that you know they are doing it the right way. Exactly.
5: You still come on top. So then we... Um, also, where else did we end the Lost Agent? With the uh, Legends of Hash from Watson, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then we took second place, which is the first from time. From us, yeah,
6: yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. So
5: now we're coming out with some and dry shift. some new strains. So now you guys all know about Lesage. That's the story. It that was is a
2: the story of Lesage.
6: Yeah, but that's great, though. But I mean, that was uh, get a shit with some skunk man too, because mm-hmm. it can be your baby sage, but the male came from Sam, so... Right,
2: this was a, it was a skunk time, so. Sage, yes, yeah, correct,
5: yeah, exactly. And so, skunk was Sam was so happy when he heard the story of nice. how it all came around, you know. Yeah.
2: And uh, so, when you met Doug, <clears throat> then were you were you just doing your own, uh, or were you growing for
6: other people, or were you? No, your... no, just my own. Right. And, and I, think... I have a shop in the same time around Paris. I have mm-hmm. a grow shop,
2: uh-huh.
6: so it's just. I play with my shop the day and the night in my goals. home so and that it was really intense during like say, five years I was going to say that sounds for seems like you'd be on the radar pretty hard
2: as a grow shop guy and then
6: yeah. Must be scary every time you open the door, just be like, Oh, exactly. Be, yeah. And come back the night, take care of the plant. Mm-hmm. And the weekend, if I can drive to Amsterdam to show sample to Dougie, <laughs> and after I go South Spain mm-hmm. to show to the club too. That's why I meet a lot of people in Spain too, during because I have a cannabis social club just started, so
2: and as um, so Spain is now got their clubs how is France looking on the horizon is there any kind of
6: oh it looks good yeah uh, for the moment just f- with the last president I would we think just it's gonna... have tickets uh-huh. if we get catch on the street smoking we just get tickets uh-huh. no more taking jail no more take moment at the police station so. and this just happened it's a good step it's just happening nice because no. I would think with him it would uh, start to obviously
2: fall in line with like pretty pretty progressive drug pol- I would think their policies would, would change it, it, which it's kind of interesting because like France always played like this crazy guardian between, you know, you go to Spain and everything was kind of like cool-ish, you know what I mean? There
6: was like moments where you got machine guns in your face,
2: but it was still pretty cool, you know, you have to be careful.
6: Just in Spain, they're just having an official paper for in Catalonia for all the regulation of the club. Mm-hmm. So they have a big step in front of us. Mm-hmm. Just look like if Madrid don't do nothing in the next six months, it's look like the regulation in Catalonia it's gonna be good.
2: Right, and uh, yeah, we did you did you check with Jack if he's still awake or
1: oh.
6: could bring him in and, in like the next
2: yeah. ten or something like that? Because then we got about we got about thirty left or so, 25, 30 minutes left. Yeah. so it'd be good to get him in on like the in about ten. We could like discuss a little more. Things that seed seed wise that you've been doing like uh, well the Chico the ones that I get obviously asked the I was okay. saying earlier would be like the chico of course and mm-hmm. chicle chicle Chicole- I, I not even have that <laughs> it's <laughs> that your I baby. know it's your baby I know yeah, so what it was oh, I know I know but I'm saying baby. I know but you did the selection of course so that's,
6: that's yeah, the yeah. and the we win fall price just like less than two yeah with we mm-hmm. won with the
5: hash so the thing is that we've discovered is bubble gum uh, makes really good hash especially mm-hmm. BHO. And so every time we enter a bubblegum or a bubblegum cross, right. we win the, the, the VHO every time in Spain. Every time. <laughs> yeah. we lock in on it. And, and so I think, can I, I tell the, so it's, what is it? It's bubblegum crossed with Kim dog, right? Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. And that was the, uh, the Kim double D, uh, which, you know, so it's kind of like, unfortunately connected to people. That everybody doesn't love anymore. Not JJ, of course. And, uh, the uh, So, like, the, you know, the chem dog side of it all. But the crazy part is that, that chem double D uh, was definitely interesting enough that everybody kind of, there was a lot of different crosses came off of it, and also it's pretty noticeable when you... When you, because the finos are not that many of them available, so he's like, you're like, all right, got, got the one that everybody wants, you know.
5: But one that, thing I want to add is that that uh, Julian grew the flower, but the BHO was made by someone else in the Basque Country. Uh-huh winning bho secret typically. man secret guy secret secret guy he's a surfer probably yes Basque,
2: i would say Yeah, i'll break yeah. it down to that. i'll bring it down to that the guy definitely yeah. surfs yes. yes otherwise doug wouldn't know him <laughs> no <laughs> or no. bring it up put it that way it would be like ah, i don't surf
6: is this more skinny guy
2: oh don't bring it too close
5: <laughs> now there might be a lot of you know skinny, skinny. actually the guy that made it made it is not a surfer. Okay. But he's That's a why. good little scientist guy. He loves the bubble gum. You gotta have, he's at least a guy. Guy. You gotta have the scientists.
2: So yeah, that. yeah. Those are our favorite shows. Those are the ones that yes. it gets nuts. So, um, how you? So, I mean, how is your selection based? Are you doing giving a lot of different things to different uh, people? You keep chicle, it
6: all? hopefully, I have a big space in Basque Country at this moment. So, right. I made it, it a selection of about 20 lights. Mm-hmm. So, maybe I cracked 200 seats. Yeah. And I make really good selection with maybe one year. Yeah. Like, I make three or five cycles to, mm-hmm. to select the right final.
2: And you do it all indoors? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All in indoors. Yeah. And, I mean, is it like, uh, I mean, I feel like Spain, was when I was there, we had issues also with, it seemed like power was always a little bit of an issue, everything was a little bit kind of weird there, and it seems like everybody knows what's going on. It was funny, because I talked to this guy the other day, and uh, I met him at the show when I was trying to think what he worked he worked with somebody i was like not too impressed with uh oh it was arian there you go <laughs> of course <laughs> yeah, well, yeah of course arian because he had the he had the uh, puter, he had the puter fooding puter fooding shirt on hey oh, okay. i said hey putter fooding he's like what i said like, puter fooding and he was like oh no i'm from barcelona and i was like oh okay well that's cool And i was like you know julian he's like yeah and he was a little tiny dude. Yeah. He was here for a show with another little girl. It's Pretty much describing every single person in, in, bar, in, in, in the Catalan country. He was small, dark hair. You know, his girlfriend <laughs> had dark hair. They were really small. They were nice. Yeah, they were like everybody there. But, no, he was really cool. And, you know, he knew all the players. And we sat around and did the, did the classic talk. Um, but he said he – I was like, oh, well, we used to have a spot at Casa de Fels. And he's like, everybody grows at Casa de Fels. When you drive down the road, you just go – there's gossip to fills. That guy grows. This guy grows.
6: That guy grows. It's like, oh my God. Like, like these... everywhere. Yeah. It's everywhere. So it's, it's really said. changed. Yeah, I mean, yeah,
2: yeah. It, when we were there, it was kind of secret. This was like four years was it? Six years ago. And it was still a little bit more secretive seven years ago. And, but yeah, I heard it's just blowing up. Because, oh, the best part was it's everywhere. Is I go, like oh yeah, we were at the house next to Messi. And he goes, I'm at the house next to <laughs> Messi. I was like, wait a minute. I was like, wait a minute. Are you in my old house? It was one of those discussions where it was just like, are you fucking kidding me right now? But yeah, he was like, no, I think I was on the other side because exactly. I'm pretty sure the guy has a big house. <laughs> I'm sure there's more than one house next to this
6: place. I need follow the story, no? Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's still a movie, so. Yeah. <laughs> I need to follow the story. And, uh,
2: but yeah, it's kind of gotten to that point where it's known now that it's, uh,
6: you get a, you know, a little rich neighborhood, which people just blowing up. But, I mean, There's some funny story in Spain. You have some, uh, like, big neighborhood, like really small town mm-hmm. at 8 on the night. The full town, it's blackout because all the grow rooms started at 8 on the night. So <laughs> they shut down all the all town because right. it t- the All the, the power, exactly. The trans- so they figure out with a company of electricity, yeah. what the fuck? Everybody, What's please just
2: on. alternate your times. Everybody, you have to and step they up. Store
6: electricity. And, yeah.
2: yeah it's a well, bit that's nice. funny about the timing. Yeah, because uh, I can see that too. And then in neighborhoods, like when you're when your building grows here, it's amazing how, because everybody has to work within the parameters of actual codes and stuff. So they're putting on transformers like you're going out of fucking style to the point where they're like, oh, you need you can't even work it off the pole anymore. We have to bring in a whole switch gear that is, brings it direct and, you know, it's like a tractor-trailer truck worth of fucking electronics and they drop it off, wow, and then in front of your place and you're like, okay, we've stepped... I mean, nobody does that in your... It can think about the places in Barcelona, the power and how shitty it is, and like, ugh, oh, it's just... Yeah, you're asking for disaster, I think, always, and it's like uh, it's taxing on the on the thing, uh, on, the, on the system, you know. No. I think... Uh, is there any outdoor growing at all going on, or?
5: It's still, I mean, the thing is, is that it went back and forth. So at the beginning, there would be, you'd have your club, uh, social club, and the grow would be, like, right above it. Mm-hmm. I yeah, like, that. I remember, I remember cool. how Jaime's like was yeah. down in the basement thing. And then that. I never, ha- I never saw it happen. But. That changed to where it was, you could have a permit to grow uh, associated with the club, depending mm-hmm. on how many members they had. And then the La Mesa got uh, in trouble. hmm and then it was like, oh, God, so now you don't want to be associated with the clubs. And so it keeps going back and forth. And so now it looks like, at least in uh, the Catalonia area, it's going to be back to uh, you can grow for a club. That's the way it looks. Unless the federal government, they have the same, kind of a similar situation that we have, is that you have regions that have different laws, but then mm. you always have the federal government, which is based in Madrid. Yeah. So and they could sometimes come and put the stamp down. And is
2: Madrid got any? They have clubs and everything. Or? Yeah, they've got clubs now too. Yeah, they yes, got clubs.
6: Not. They got clubs everywhere in Spain. Okay, that's good.
2: Yeah, because yeah. when I was, it was kind of like more seemed more regional at first, but now that's great. If everybody was, I mean, everywhere. And, 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 you know, I can't... How's the taxing of it? Is there anybody making any money, though? Or is that like... And yeah, they pay their
6: the tax. They pay little tax because it's, t- <laughs> t- it's t- this association it's crazy, uh, right? with non-lucrative. Yeah. Oh, so. they don't? Okay. Mm. I bet they do. No, not a single sale. Just for the drinks. For the drinks, for yeah. the food they sell. Yeah. Yes. Okay. But okay. not for the, about the product. Right. Because for the member... Do you are a member. You don't pay. Don't, you don't pay taxes about it. Okay, yeah.
5: strange.
2: Well, that's amazing because I mean, here that is the focus on everything. What is the tax right here? Um, about thirty or so. You know, it's like, and that's, and that's. But at the same time, there's so much internal tax going on too, where it's just like, you know, oh, you're growing. Well, this guy's been, you know, quadruple charging you now for x amount of years, and you're in the contract, and you know, just like if you look at, you'd be better off going out and. Uh, moving out and buying a property and building a whole new place, but you're stuck on this bullshit and paying, you know, people are paying, like some people pay, like, for instance, $10,000 for a 4,000 square foot place just because they know you're growing there and it would be $800. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's <laughs> just like, whoa. So okay, I see. yeah, so it's yeah. amazing. Uh, and, uh,
5: so you wanted to pull in Jack. So, you, so Jack is the owner of the Plug in Barcelona, right? That Jack. Yeah. Yeah. And he's also started a uh, delivery service in Oakland, I believe. Yeah. Oh,
6: yeah, it's just opening like last month. Yeah. So Julian
5: was a little bit upset because we had just we were on a roll of winning every contest, and at the Spanish we won with underdog, and then the next year we share a booth with Jack. And we didn't win anything, and he won first place. We're like, what? What happened? And Julian's, I'm back next year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what did he win with?
6: Purple lemon cookie. Okay. Uh, it did look good. He yeah, just that's a cookie. Money. Yeah, you know, like yeah. If you enter cookie or sherbet or something like this, you sure you win something. It's just it was about the color, you know. Yeah. He say it's not. Um, they don't get high. They don't put high in. A yeah. In the contest, like, explain better. Than yeah, that so I or... I looked, I Is was like, can I see like the ballot? Flavor, flavor uh, yeah, like flavor contest. Yeah, so Magic they didn't have panel high. was flavor contest. It was no appearance on the panel. and flavor. You're like, really? What about how high you get? Isn't that mm-hmm. important?
5: Mm-hmm. So, because we're THCs, you know, that's kind of important to us. <laughs> well,
2: yeah. <laughs> that's where we score high normally. Normally we <laughs> score high in that department. Well, yeah, a lot of people... Uh, you know are trying to do it like yeah like more like a wine gun that's where you don't really drink it and you don't get you're just like spitting it out you know Uh, and and it's kind of it's kind of the you know or the or the idea that it's um you know uh impossible to judge which if you do it in too short of a time it's true but if you you know do it smart and kind of space it out you don't have to get ripped off every single thing you have to like take enough to see if there's an effect and if there's not then you don't go keep going and going ah smoke my whole thing and maybe there'll be an effect that's not really the point like do you know take a couple hits chill out you know and do you can space it out it is possible I mean, we've done so many contests and now it literally becomes like a, you know everybody gets together figures out smell and then figures out visual and kind of scores it on that together because that's like easier and more fun
4: right
2: and then you kind of get down and you know it yourself for all the effects you don't need. It can't do it in a group because it's not going to work. You've yeah, you could call it, a fa- oh, this shit sucks. You know what I mean? You got to like literally do all the effect stuff on your own time. So the problem is, it's like not, uh, it's not like, um, uh, you know, running through everything real as fast as you can and just try to figure it out. It's more like do it and do it in a smart way. And when we were doing it, we were like trying to figure that out for right,
5: like, we had probably too many categories. Well, yeah, uh, Which was nice, because then it, it's like, okay, you figure out the best ones. And if a contest has, like, only mostly sativa, mostly indica, or the, the spanibus before it had, it was horrible. It had bio or hydra. You're like, yeah, but, you know, it's better to distinguish. Okay, you can do that too, but more important, sativa, indica, and mix.
6: Yeah, you no, know? but they don't hy- hybrid.
5: Yeah, they don't have
6: hybrid. No, yeah. Indica, sativa, most of yeah. the strain today is most hybrid. No yeah. one have. Satchivas anymore in competition. So it's a little bit weird too. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, Well, we have it. We have the exact opposite now with with the ADSI. It's like, it's head to head. There's your weed versus our weed. There's no nothing. There's no other parameters besides that, uh, which is, uh, you know, like haze versus indica versus whatever it was. Didn't matter. And even... Was it like, double
0: elimination or single elimination? Double I elimination. Double. Yeah,
2: so we'd get everybody get into another category and we'd, like, do the, you know, put, put them into the next round. And it it actually worked out real well because uh, at the end, the top two uh, each year, I think even all three in the one year were all organic and none of us, you know, were, you know, privy to what it was. It was just kind of like, it just, and it wasn't like, it, there was no prettiness to it or anything because it wasn't about scorecards and everything. It was just like, you know, bring it. You bring it. I bring it. Boom, boom, back to back, and this is the winners. And all of a sudden, it's like, okay, well, how's that? Three organic fucking weeds. It didn't matter. So, so in the end, it's like kind of spoke to me. Like, all right, well, if you really want to grow weed that you want to smoke, that would be it. Because, uh, and we all do that, you know. What I mean, we like if you know something's good, like if it's a haze and it's ugly but it fucking tastes really, really good and whatever, you don't care because you know what you're the end is going to be compared to, like, going into a shop and wanting to buy, oh, it's the prettiest weed, it looks so great, you know what I mean? It's, like, pretty, it's not always, a thing. you know, that isn't really, it's very hard to know because it's a per-strain, per-thing, and that's one of those things where, as a noob now, it's it's kind of, like, be nice if it was, like, hey, this is organic, it costs a tiny bit more and I'd buy it if I was a noob and I didn't know what was going on because i think okay at least and chances are your weed would be better even if it was yeah. the, so you weren't all worried about how it looked and, but you know we'll see live and learn you know, that's, that's the problem with like factory growing and all that kind yeah. of style shit. it's like you know your, your guy in Barcelona with the, with the plug he's, he's kind of like picky about his I mean, he's only indoor so right and yeah, yeah, like yeah. his style yeah. but it's also only very top clean. shelf indoor yeah.
6: extraction too because it's English guy, too. So in English, the, the style and the mentality, it's more than France and, and, and Spain. And they follow a lot the the U.S. So they have really the big culture of the Dab, 710. They make a lot of competition, mm. a lot of extraction, a lot of extractor to travel to Cali. So, no, and they spend a lot of money. In
2: yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, if uh, if you but they're going for the perfect example of what people should do here which is like don't worry about I mean of course have a nice comfortable place and make it nice but don't like don't make it like a super clean and looks like a, a apple
6: store but has shitty weed you know what I mean like that's no. stupid I'd rather have no. a little funky place than that. Exactly. good weed it be that, like no, the no, like, plug that's not like, the most like, bigger place but about quality that's, yeah. that's one of the you know, best the backyard you, too for instance and you saw that
2: in Amsterdam too where it was like you know uh, hunters kind of like he tried a little bit. Like yeah. he, he, was one of the Dutch guys who, you know, I always thought was like, a li- like you go in and you give him a price and he would be like, okay, it's a little bit more than I want to pay, but he'd pay you because he yeah. understands that you have to do that. And then you would keep coming back, and other guys would be like, eh, chisel, 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 like you know the Dutch. Well,
5: it's turned on its head now because you have the uh, coffee shops, Taborejungas, uh-huh. and they have actually. Mostly good quality. You've got the down cream that's got good quality. Yeah, a Greenhouse handful. still has good quality some. What? Yeah, well, I, I know, Adam. But <laughs> what? No, there's still, there still are some, you know, like he has his lemon haze is always good. And You know, so each coffee shop has something. But AG
6: then, but then a
5: few of these new strains came out and then one coffee shop would have it. And that just blew everything out of the water because now it's like, okay, wait a minute. Yeah. Girl Scout cookies, wow, that's charged like
6: three times as much. Yeah, you were
2: telling me you guys some crazy prices
6: last night, right? Yeah, yeah 30, 30 euro a gram, 50 for gelato, sunset sherbet, skittles. Here it gets uh, cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. It's like cheaper. 50 euro a gram. It's like the same price than the cocaine. No, really?
2: <laughs> right. Yeah, and it was like, I mean, it's, it's nuts because like everywhere else, is gotten to the point where you're just like I mean 100, like here a hundred dollar ounces all day long not top top shelf but you know if you want to go top shelf you're looking at like maybe two hundred bucks like max you know what I mean and then you go to another state and it'll be still three three eighties you know crazy so there's like a a weird flux going on and it but it's getting to the point where it's gone from like west coast to east coast reduction in price. And then you go to like you look at Europe, and it's just like scales kind of flipped yeah. since the time that I moved there. You know, what I mean? and I remember sitting and looking at like you know Tupperwares and things full of seeds, and be like, "Ooh, if I could have that in America, it'd be worth so much money." You know what I mean? And then it was like, but now it's like the opposite. Almost it's like you know the the uh, people here got buckets of seeds. You're like, "Whoa, I gotta, <laughs> if I could have this in Europe, it'd be worth so much." You know? So it's like the, the complete flip flop. Yeah. So there you go. Um, so you're like you plan on coming back to Cali literally, and uh, once in a while, mm-hmm. kind of keep the get the THC strain kind of rolling. We can talk about the getting getting some stuff to James, and there's like yeah. some projects going on, which is nice. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean that, that's. And I think the you know THC needs a home in, in America. That's yeah. like. Know be Cali base, so Doug will feel comfortable. It's got to be near the water, <laughs> yeah, though. It's got to be within
6: fifteen minutes driving, or else. But you want Santa Cruz. Yeah, yeah but all oh, San
5: Diego. <laughs> we're working with some people in uh, in Humboldt, and they, they're going to come out. with It'll probably be yeah. a little bit later in the spring of next year. Yeah. We'll start seeing the stuff.
6: So nice. are yeah. the times they start the regulation. Yeah, of course.
2: It's always like good. right yeah. when right when Perfect. they get all. So time all of a sudden you're involved but I mean it is good regulation is weird because it was one thing like about Holland though is when we lived there it was like at least we had a sort of framework like right. nobody really knew because a lot of times we were like pushing the framework border a little bit further than it necessarily was used to but we definitely every so often would say well but it's, you know and you were really good Doug was always like like, I would have given up. You know what I mean? I'd be like, ah, but you take us And Doug would be like, nope, it says right here. He's like one of those guys who gets in there and kind of figures out the one little, like, it says right here. And then you're like, damn it. You know, and, you know, she we... Get us. Exactly. <laughs> and so it has been, like, a pretty long ride. Like, yeah. you know, like I said, 25 years. And you've already been involved now for the last three years or four years now, almost. Yeah, so three, like, yeah. four years, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, it, I mean, you see how quick it goes. But uh, I feel like the... Uh, I've gotten nothing but, you know, really good. I always get really good results from people. Like, and like I said, a lot of times it's questions about new stuff that came out. And I'll be mean, like, dude, I really don't get, I didn't even know until yesterday. I like, I looked, <laughs> whoa, look at that. We got woo. Because I know, you know, a year ago I gave you stuff to, you know, play with. And it was like, you know, but it's nice to see that that synergy works with uh, with people, even if you're not right in the same room. And I think with growers and extractors, and all these different breeders and things. It's it's now, like, because we're all, like, mellower and we kind of will work with people, you get all these collabs, and the collabs are, like, interesting, but they're also uh, many one-offs, you know what I mean? And and that's kind of where you're like, oh, yeah, get that one while you can, because I know that ain't going to work out. There's, like, the clash of the mind titans, you know? Um, And and I, I think it's good that, you know, we have reps kind of that are are working it right and then on top of that when when california gets a little bit more of a taste of what you guys can you know do for them
5: yeah what we can bring in yeah uh, and then it's
2: uh it'll be yeah it'll be it'll be a good a good combo there and also uh it's it goes so quickly global like i was asking about france and you you think like wouldn't imagine there's certain places i Cali, yeah, cool. You know what I mean. <laughs> Rest of America, maybe, but not really. You know what I mean. And now we've we've got a chance to not only experience it, but like be involved in it and uh, shape it. Sometimes when we can, but it's like it is getting to the point where I'm seeing court. Like it is getting kind of weird. Like here in Colorado, it's tightening up and tighter and tighter, and it's not fun. And it's like uh, they haven't let people loose, so. I don't know, give this place a very short amount of time, maybe like two mm-hmm. more years, and then it's like, out of here anyway, so...
5: Ah, pick, you pick, see, he wants to go to the coast soon, too, pick, I think. Pick, pick, a, pick, <laughs> pick, a, pick <laughs> a good a spot. <laughs>
2: pick a good spot so we can have our houses. Yeah, kind yes, of, exactly. Yeah. So that's why I
6: was thinking right. Santa, Santa, Santa Cruz. Cruz.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Who knows, we may end up... From
6: Ace brother, and we'd make the sage brother, yeah, like yeah. say this today, right, right? in Santa Cruz. So... Um, we'll see we'll see the future of that one but it'll be
2: cool to see so track that one if you well can. and
5: also it's like Julian's always asking oh ask Adam about this ask Adam about that strain. And he's so into it you know like as soon as I went into one of his rooms mm-hmm. I was just like oh my god this guy forget everyone else gonna, he's gonna kill him because it's so clean and yeah. it's just like it's immaculate he spends so much time down there and he changes the bulbs he, and,
2: does
6: he
5: wear a French maids yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. while he does it that's the question <laughs> No, mostly French hip hop he's listening to.
6: <laughs> French hip hop, American hip hop. Yeah. Tell me tell it uh, uh, to yeah, So that French. Of the so there was another
2: <laughs> there was a French cookies. Can you go
5: Oh yeah, we have a few new strains. Just tell us those strains yeah, we're gonna run out of time soon, We're down at the last and five, eight. And we feminized your chocolate shop
4: uh-huh and yeah. we'll
2: tell it, tell us about also was there a french toast or
6: something like that no or french cookies
2: oh french cookies okay who's uh, there somebody the else
6: fraisier, we're working on a new one the, uh, oh,
2: okay did did I it you know Frazier. <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah strawberry cake it's like double bubble gum uh-huh
2: it's and is strawberry
6: cake <laughs> flavor a little bit huh Oh, it's really interesting. Coming soon. Exactly. With a French accent. <laughs> you gotta, you, gotta, you, gotta, you <laughs> have to have it <laughs> when you open the pack. It didn't uh, the French cookie is actually it's a backseat from a cookie from uh-huh. when travel in Cali. Yeah. I just found one seed in the Platinum cookie seat. That's how the original was made anyway. Too, yeah, right? and I
5: also want, I want to say something on like that. All, is all that the
6: cookie, all the yeah, cookie today, like, for everyone, it's from the backseat. So is um, that we be
5: honest about it. Like I A lot of guys... In, in Holland or wherever said that this guru gave him a seed off of a mountain. And sometimes that's happened, but mostly, you know, <laughs> it is heard, what it is. Heard, we have heard that one. Yes, of course. <laughs> so <laughs> in a way, it's like sometimes, you know, you or, or, or Julian will breed a seed. Other times it just comes to you. you of know? course. And
2: then,
6: exactly. And that's how it is. Well, so,
2: well, Bagsy is where it's at anyway, in my opinion, just because at least you have smoked the mother, hopefully, of that one. And, you yeah. know, like you, you, you kept it for a reason. So if you keep some seeds, because you smoked the weed and you're like, oh, that's pretty good, and you kept the seeds, well, you've at least got, like, you've connected that much to it. Compared to like, buying stuff is even harder because yeah. now you're just off the shelf buying it. You didn't smoke that weed that it came from. So if you had a chance to smoke the weed, I think, and you, at least, like, usually, like when I was always stoked is that someone would give me a pack, or give me a like, a, you know, a vial or whatever, and it would have one little note. That would be like change my world as far as it would tell me, long flowering, super sweet or super sticky or super. So you knew at least that's what you're looking for. You know what I mean? So if you can, if you don't have that, and to trust it because that one is a handwritten note. I trust that more because that yeah. person smoked yeah, it, I also and did took it. a piece of paper and pen <laughs> and they wrote it and stuck it in that time capsule. <laughs> I forgot. And then like you know, 30 years later you find it and you're like, oh, this is pretty awesome. So um, it must be hard for you because you know i didn't leave any of that behind it was kind of a
5: oh you left a we i sent them so, a lot of seeds yeah of yeah, yeah yeah yeah
2: i know but at the end of the day also like right. master
6: Kush, yeah, the roof, yards, roof 95 like uh-huh. the roof 95 right
2: and we've got a whole bunch of new ones to uh, to play with too so yeah. um yeah it's going to be uh it, it's it's interesting to see the the developments cuz i think right now uh in in europe it's like still feminized hardcore everybody's feminized you're that's your that's you know one of the things that you can keep the the boat alive there for that it's weird over here though dude like people are yes much more regular seat orientated they're not like i've sat at tables you can talk to james james is is making the sales and he'll he'll tell you that it's definitely you know it's moving up let's say Mm -hmm. but at the same time when it comes to like the collectors and the victim, you know those guys, yeah. they're still pretty hardcore on it. It's like I was kind of, think I was right on that one. I mean, that was one of our big arguments. But well, I was, no, I mean the thing is, is, right is on that one for the long term.
5: At the beginning, the-, the feminized seeds weren't as good as they are now.
6: Oh no, there That's was the definitely difference. the issues. two people buy our regular seeds. They buy our seeds one time, mm-hmm. and six months after, they make a new bank of seed. <laughs> right, simple. It
2: a new name. Oh, no, we've seen that. Oh, we just talked about it earlier. It happens all the time. It's literally like the the last guy with his thing. He he took photos of the first... Like, if you go back, you just have to scroll back on his Instagram, and it's like, you go all the way to the back, and it's like a picture of a bed at a hotel with a bunch, 12 packs of seeds. And you scroll to the front, and it's a seed company. You're like, oh, this is like the telltale kind of Joe Buyer guy remember, yeah yeah like, yeah <laughs> with the, the powdery mildew shot <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> exactly and it was just like literally like we were like wait a minute if I go back into the history I can see the seeds that he bought and I go up and I see him selling them now for 20 bucks a pack with the same descriptions as the originals like they're you know what I mean it's just like come on
5: yeah so anyway those that's the people
2: that's the jokers that are out there People like us. No, 12th. we're going to
5: be doing it the right way. You yeah. two together. <coughs> it's our an 25th anniversary.
2: anniversary next year. That's the yep. other announcement. Um, we will keep you tuned on that. July is officially the, the 25th, so I'll kind of like probably push it till then because we're late like that anyway.
5: Adam, you're very sentimental. I am. And now, <laughs> yeah, I am. Now i think about
2: these things. I'm all like, I'm not really sentimental as much as I'm... I have to like uh, address things every so often because I'm like, wait a minute, didn't we
4: do yeah. this back?
2: And, and most of them are just, you know... Things that I literally said, oh, this definitely would have worked in America. It didn't work now, eh, maybe a little bit. Um, but we were always uh, struggling over there, swimming against the stream yeah. in another country that was swimming against the stream. So I was like, yeah.
5: But now it's, I mean, it's wonderful what's happening in America
2: yeah, I mean yeah, now Doug can come home fine. Because I was thinking <laughs> you've been there now. Because I, when I was there first, and you got there, I'd been there for maybe two years, three years, yeah, something like that. I think I've been there so, twenty-two years. 22 yeah, and I left <laughs> on twenty-one years. So it's like it's that's a tough one. You're, you're already <laughs> at two years past due date. You know what I mean? Like you need you're getting all stanky. You know, yes. come on back could home be, now. Could be. I mean, the reality is, it's like uh, you know, it is it is nice to be here to at least witness all this shit go down because it's never going to happen again oh
5: know? man i i remember when we went to that la expo yeah and i 2009. was just like even the first time that uh mike came over and said he had a dispensary i just couldn't yeah. believe it yeah you know because i was like living in a bubble over in amsterdam in
2: 2009 i think that was yeah. and that was a year before i got here and that was
5: and i remember seeing uh stevie d because he used to own from harborside he used to own ecolution which was a hemp jeans company even rented an office from us. And I was like, you have a dispens. I'm, I'm from Oakland originally, you know. I'm like, you have a... What? Like, really? People just come in and buy weed? I just, It just was not in my... You know, I just couldn't imagine it, you know, until I saw it. So that's like... Now I'm like, wow, now they're going wreck. It's like, ooh, that's crazy, man. That's going to be right. like the Disneyland of weed.
2: Well, you know, and like we were talking about earlier, Nevada's going to be nuts. It's, yeah. it's going to be... uh already because we know cannabis can deliver but at the same time it's not liquor or something like that where you know like people are just people are going to kind of produce overproduce we know that it's going to be way too much production and then the quality is going to be a small percentage of that production so it's really going to be like finding the
5: well we always golden nugget, you know? relate it to like a vineyard because julian's from france uh, so what, what yeah. are we going
6: to call it again
5: the, is it a champagne or something? What is it?
6: Grand Reserve.
5: Grand <laughs> Reserve. Oh, yes. yeah. that's what we want to grow. <laughs> right?
2: Well,
6: <laughs> well, I mean, it is
2: going to be—it's terroir, and that's where California crushes it yeah, right now. Yeah, you know, it's exactly. all going to be regional, and everyone's going to have their thing,
4: and yeah. that's where they're lucky. Not about the
2: land, the soil. Yeah, and yeah. they're lucky because they're in the perfect spot for that. But at the same time, uh, it is the market is shrinking and turning yeah. weirder and. You know, I'm uh I'm lucky that's why I want you to, you got. Kind of, we should come here and witness from this side because over there, eh, you know, we, we yeah. know what the future is of, of Holland is like they have yep. to like go through a huge amount to get back even to close to being keep catching up to anybody anymore. They're like losing losing ground mm-hmm. on that department. You
5: know? Yeah, I think what'll happen there is they'll probably license uh within the next four years, maybe like ten people. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Well what's his name? is
2: still rolling hard the uh, yeah our other buddy who we helped out when he first came over
5: and now he's like running that
0: that
2: farm, the only legal farm that's there. Um, you know, what's
5: his name? Uh, you mean in Holland? Yeah. I, I thought it was not with Sensi. No, no. You know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, I think so.
2: Anyway, <laughs> anyway that's another whole, show. We, haven't, whole we are, show. we are over. The show's over wow. officially now. Eight, whew, it's like, man, that was long. It was long, yeah. but it was went quick. You see how quick it goes? Because yeah. Stories on stories on stories, Doug. Part 12. Yes. Dougie French, Part 12. And guest starring. Guest starring. The French yeah. connection yeah. himself. Yeah. Julien,
4: the French is here. We that yeah. sound.
2: We don't have a stinky Le Pew. I can't believe it. No one's really. Pure. He didn't do a stinky Le Pew uh, no. sort of mail We need that. In the pew. Um I wanna thank it's all of the d- listeners who have listened to, listen to yeah. us ramble on about stuff yeah. in incoherent ways. Didn't drink anything, notice that we made it a bunch of, If we were our old selves, this yeah, would have turned so sloppy. sloppy. Yeah, yeah, oh my cramped. god, yeah. <laughs> Willie would have called in, <laughs> Al, it would've gotten crazy. We haven't even touched the surface of the, the debauchery that has gone down. But oh yeah. If uh, you want to check in next week, I have, we have a, actually have a, some sort of a schedule, and I'll put it out earlier this time, but I have no idea right now. I can't pull it up. No no accesso, <laughs> no accesso. but James Bean and I actually came up with some sort of a magic plan. Okay. It's going to work out great. A magic bean. Uh, yeah, magic bean plan. So I want to mm-hmm. thank Mr. Bean for calling in for the 420, Mr. Bean, man on the scene, whatever swag that we try to do every week worked out this week I want to thank Doug for showing up I want to thank uh, Julian for rolling in I want to thank Joel Ace down at the farm Was blowing me up Andy down there I'm putting the money in the bank right now <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cece for watching DJ Cece for watching uh, DJ uh, Nick that must be fun <laughs> DJ's now nine years old
5: nine years old wow. That's
2: so it's you know what, what I hated almost about almost that, double of Doug is that they're like, oh, that
5: makes you senior. I'm like, what? I Junior. don't
2: feel senior. Oh, you're hella senior now. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Doug Senior. He had to tell you that you didn't know now it. Now
5: people <laughs> will say, oh, if he's Doug Junior, then I'm like, no, I don't even go there. Yeah, no, no. no.
2: I don't oh, look like Senior. Of course you are. No. Now you have, you're gonna be like the the uh, gym coach. You say, Rah. <laughs> Doug Senior. it's uh, it's pretty cool to see because I never would have imagined that we would be looking at the next generation. That's what I tell people. I now I'm a successful breeder because I have a kid before that. (laughs) Before that, I was nothing. I was not a breeder. I was not (laughs) a breeder before Uh, that. Julian also has a son. We all
5: three of us have sons. My three sons. (laughs) Our three sons, actually.
2: Uh, big shout out to little Nick and C C one double up double up DJ. DJ DJ DJ. DJ. It's funny that Doug's kid's name's DJ because it's like the opposite. Doug's opposite of a DJ, but it looks like one right now. That's a funny part. Wiki 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 wiki, woo. All right guys, see you guys next week. Peace. practically
0: every one of the top forty records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children. to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic jackets on the record albums have their own hidden bones. <laughs> <messages, but laughs>
1: We don't want you to smoke genetically modified like ganja We want you to smoke the real thing Why do you smoke the natural? Herb? Some call it marijuana Some call it sensimedia Some call it lamb's bread And some people call it